Today is Tuesday. Uh, okay. Dave. Yes. Who are you? Hi, I'm Dave. A uh, professional gamesman. Uh, professional. Yes, I'm not a hive mind of Dave's. I am one Dave. I am one singular Dave. Um, and I'm here to talk about games. Luke. Yo. Who are you? Yo, I'm Luke, also known as Hidden Killer on Twitch. I stream a lot throughout the week, so tune in if you want to see me actively partake in gaming. And I am uh, the captain of this vessel. I'm Zach Thomas. Uh, I work at a hardware store and I fix things, basically. And I play games. Luke, what have you been doing this weekend? I have been streaming quite a lot. I played, what have you been streaming? Played a lot of Smite with my my good work buddy. Uh, normally get our asses kicked. It's it's real fun to watch. You know, people lose and get mad. I have issues. Uh, started playing Final Fantasy with the wife. Final Fantasy fourteen. So that that's getting going. Uh, starting to work on some three DS things. I don't have the ability to stream that right mm-hmm. now. But I got a whole bunch going on. I'm going to plan on getting some Warhammer in, some Total War Warhammer. And uh, I think that's about it for this week. Dave. Yes. What have you been doing this week? Uh, Too much. I have a wedding that I'm uh, planning that's coming up this weekend. Uh, So just a lot of just running around and logistical nightmares um and i also the wedding is for you right no 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 no. it's a friend of mine (laughs) i'm just part of the wedding party um are you the best yeah are you the best no i'm we're co-best men oh um yeah because my friend can't like hunker down and pick a best man out of those titles yeah out of fear of offending the other ones of us either even though none of us will care um how much money did you spend on the suit God i i'm not joking uh in total i've spent about fifteen hundred dollars oh jeez. yeah like it's it's re- it's real bad like um i was like so where are we renting our suits so like uh no we're buying our suits from such and such place i was like all right i guess i don't need to go on vacation this year um seriously yeah uh i mean i am going on vacation because the wedding's in atlanta but yeah, it's uh That's a true I'm, friend right there. Yeah, I'm excited for it to be done with. I am excited to be at the wedding. I enjoy weddings for the most part. They're mm-hmm. uh fun you drunk dance? fun drunk times. Oh yeah. Um I need to have like you know, a five drink minimum before I start <laughs> dancing, but I have no qualms dancing. Um Yeah, and then I have a roommate moving in this weekend. Uh so just like my place is a nightmare right now. Uh and I very recently adopted a kitty who is taking up a lot of my time. Oh, wow. Uh, What's that cat's name? Tsunami. Oh. Yeah, I wanted to name her Dirt Bike. Uh, <laughs> and then my girlfriend's like, how about Tsunami? And I was like, you know, that's probably better. I do like yeah, Mine is named Dick because of its actions. Yeah, that's not... No. The kind of mind is very uh, uh, spazzy. So I have, I have a cat named Bear. Oh. In all so, reality, ours is named Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, uh, that's been my on, weekend. Wait, did you did you get a suit or a tux? I got a suit. Oh, got a navy blue suit. Bold so move. it can be used for other. Totally, operations. yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not super unhappy yeah, with the purchase. It's just like dropping that much cash on anything. 
mm-hmm. is like a huge commitment and like the suit and the shoes and the belt and like the whole package is it's really nice and i just got it fitted but it's still like it, it's funny to me when clothes cost more than like 20 bucks i'm like what is this like what is this made out of that it costs so much but yeah. uh that's just kind of the nature of high society weddings oh yeah yeah don't don't drop any food on it yeah even though like i no longer live in orange county like there are still a lot of parts of my life that are highfalutin that like (laughs) i'm trying to tear myself away from but they still pull me back in like in the godfather that's my weekend so zach godfather um yeah i also i did some shopping i did some shopping i went to uh american eagle Mm-hmm. I got a a new shirt, and he spent um, more than twenty bucks. I bet it was it was only it was only fourteen hundred dollars. So oh, I mean, damn, I got out. I, yeah, I got out better than you did, I guess. <laughs> but no, I got a brand new pink shirt that I'm wearing at this very moment. Nice uh, for for this moment. And, and uh, hashtag real men wear pink. Hashtag real men wear pink. Uh, hashtag I only used gift cards. <laughs> because I don't want to buy it myself. It's a good hashtag. And yeah, um, it's really catching on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think but the proper tag would be gift cards only. Hashtag mm-hmm. gift cards only. Um, no, I also I paid a man over the internet to make me an intro okay. that I hope is uh, is available when. How was that experience? This goes up. You know, um, it was different. I've never used Fiverr before. Have you guys used Fiverr? No, no. Is it li- is it literally five dollars, or they can? It just... is. It's a- very anything it you is... want to do. It is very cool. Yeah. So basically, every there there are a bunch of freelancers basically, and it's you know it's like this network of freelancers that categorize categorize themselves into like music or accounting or just all kinds of different things and they are all i'm assuming required to have a minimum uh, of like a five dollar option to pay them so you know i was i was looking and naturally i went to what was the most absurd thing to me which was accounting and there was a lady that was saying hey here pay me five bucks and you can have like i can i can check out your taxes or whatever I can make sure your money's all right for an hour. Like five bucks, you get an hour. But then after that $5 price point, they have whatever else, whatever other price points that they see fit for their services. Mm-hmm. So for her, it was $5 for an hour, or you could pay $75 for, I think it was three days or $200 a week mm-hmm. for her to double check on your money. And, you know, for my uh, for my introduction, I paid a um, a person from I want to say Taiwan five uh, fifteen dollars was his was the tier that I chose was best a best fit for what I wanted, and um, I paid this Taiwanese gentleman to make an intro that is at least 50 seconds long or at most 50 seconds long and uh he's also going to make me a track that loops for at least an hour and um he seemed like a very uh 
genuine person that was very interested in making sure that I got what I wanted. So how does communication work? Is it like a messaging or is yeah, it emails? Yeah, there's, yeah, so I, if you click on their name, there's an option that comes up that says contact and it opens up a, uh, like a messenger that you can talk to the person. Uh, so naturally I, I, I did that before paying this person just to make whatever and I talked to him for a little bit about what I wanted, and um, he seemed thrilled to make my intro, and I I paid him uh, money over the internet. Doesn't seem bad for uh, fifteen bucks a loop huh? and an intro. So it doesn't seem bad for fifteen bucks a no. loop and an intro. No, um, I forgot what else. It comes in a in a. As it says, high quality file format. So I'm assuming it's dot wave. And um, no, that was it. Was a very strange thing paying somebody across the internet for their services. And I, I don't know. It was that was weird. I guess they have that that Task Bird or Task Rabbit mm-hmm. that a bunch of people use, where you can you you can say, hey, I need my pipes fixed, and then they come uh, they clean out your pipes. And um, no, it was it was like the time that I had to I had to buy um, bitcoins for a site that I I don't know that was completely one hundred percent legitimate. Do you give them any kind of direction, like oh I want a chip yeah. chip tune or I want a rock uh, anthem or something like? Yeah, I told them uh, there there was a song that uh, I really wanted it to be like mm-hmm. like there there there's an energy to the song that I that I sent him that I really liked and. Um, it's weird talking about an intro that I don't have yet, but I hope that he nails it and, uh, it turns out okay. Um, but he's going to, well, he's also making out an outro. So I get an intro and outro, uh, a loop and, um, I think that's it for 15 bucks. So that was, that was not a bad deal. Um, other than that, Luke, what have you been playing? I've been playing, like I mentioned earlier, uh, playing a lot of Smite. Uh, we're, we're trying to decide if we want to go ranked or not. Right now we mm-hmm. just have fun playing. Uh, my buddy just got into the MOBA genre. It's a very toxic genre to get into. I think the mm-hmm. MOBA community being in itself. I don't know if you guys play MOBAs at all. I've tried. Not I've tried Dota really. multiple times. Yeah, my first mobile was League of Legends, and the community was just so toxic when I played. This was probably about three or four years ago. when it, I think I was in the beta for it, and you make one mistake and they just jump on you. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do that, play games like that. And so I started playing Smite, and it turned toxic. And now my buddy was like, oh, well, I'm playing it now. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll teach you the ropes. Mm-hmm. So we started playing that. I recently dropped Rocket League because I get angry at that game. I don't know if there's <laughs> some shit at it or uh, that, but he's really trying to talk me into going back. Uh, I'm not yeah. too. I'm not too bad. I was platinum, I think, last round. What do you play Rocket League on? I have it on a PC, PS4, and Xbox. I oh, fairly shoot. enjoyed it. I was just getting some shit ass luck with it. So I stopped playing, kind of broke a controller over it. <laughs> Wish I would have caught that on stream. That would have been good entertainment. 
Uh, yeah. As far like, as Smite goes, how long? How how many hours do you have in Smite? I have a lot of hours in Smite, and I have give a me lot a of rough, money in Smite. Give me a rough estimate of how many hours you have in Smite. On a daily basis, I probably play at least three hours, at least, and that's oh, on a work yeah. night. Yeah. If I'm not working, we'll probably play for five plus, maybe. What made you want to start playing Smite? Like I said, my buddy, uh, we were playing Rocket League. And I dropped Rocket League because I was getting mad. So he's like, well, I'm going to have something to play with you. So he picked up Smite, and I was like, okay, well, fine. You, you guilt-tripped me into installing it back on the Xbox. Yeah. So I play that now. I uh, started playing Final Fantasy XIV because I want to get back into the MMO mm-hmm. fields because I thoroughly enjoy MMOs. Yeah. Spending a lot of time doing that. So right now I'm just leveling, uh, teaching my wife how to play. She likes playing mm-hmm. MMOs, and that's how we met. Actually, it was pretty awesome. So, yeah. so we play that together. And uh, that's pretty much all for the week. I plan on well, playing some Total War Warhammer. Go ahead. Uh, what what draws you to Smite? Because you said you didn't like League. Yeah, I don't like League. Uh, it's a lot of clicking because you move by clicks, whereas mm-hmm. Smite is a third-person movement. So moves with joystick or WSAD, depending on which Have you... Have you tried Epic's uh, MOBA? Paragon. What is that called? Paragon. Paragon. No. Have you tried Paragon? No, I have not played Paragon. I, I played a few rounds of Paragon on the PS4 a while back, and I actually kind of liked that. It was a lot more actiony, kind of like Smite is. It's it's a third person uh, camera, and it didn't feel. The only things that felt strange about it where like you still have like there's still balancing involved like it's not like a third person action game or anything where, where you know it's just trying to make you feel as powerful as they can you know it's like they're they're having to balance things like movement and attack speed so it's kind of strange playing as like some characters like if if you're a faster character like maybe you don't have as much defense or something and it feels it just feels a little out of whack being in that kind of um, like third person angle. Uh, but, I think a lot of MOBAs are like that because they, the pure concept of MOBA is balancing all mm-hmm. the characters because it's a very large list. From yeah. what I know uh, regarding any MOBA that I you know that's popular right now. So when you when you take a balancing uh, partake to that, there's always going to be characters that are not as good to play and characters that aren't in the meta and that's what i like about smite and the developers at high res is that they uh they interchange and they change the abilities of the gods in smite so one season you know one god might be overpowered and then next year comes around and they nerf the crap out of him and so Hmm. he's not it's not eligible to be in the high meta anymore yeah. And then you said you've been playing World of Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy 14. Final Fantasy 14. I dropped World of Final Fantasy. I couldn't get into it. It was wow. it was really weird. It's it was like an off-brand Final Fantasy type thing. So I've been playing Final Fantasy 14, which is an MMO concept just like 11 was. Mhm. Uh your character can be any of the jobs, you know, that are in the Final Fantasy world. And all that. It's, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah. Uh, I want to start playing Final Fantasy 15 again. I started yeah. it and I got to chapter like three and then some crap happened in my life and I stopped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I, I really need to play this game because I was really enjoying it. I think I got to the point where I lost my car and I needed to go get it again. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so I, I plan on picking that up, especially now that I, I just recently acquired a new Elgato, which I'm freaking loving. It's yeah. making my life so much easier. Uh, so that I plan on trying to do that. I have a buddy that's going to play some Total War. I don't know if you guys play that that series with me or at all, but I definitely need I, more people to play play that with. I have never played a Total War. Oh, they're so fun, so fun. I haven't um, played one you, in years. Do you like big battles? I like big battles. Then you would like Total War. <laughs> a uh, lot of people. Shogun like, One is great. Oh yeah, I love Shogun Two. Is probably yeah. my favorite and then my buddy was like oh well i play warhammer i was like oh, okay well i'll buy total war warhammer mm-hmm. so i did and it's fun <laughs> when you when you have orcs fighting dwarves in this huge battlefield environment it's pretty legit mm-hmm. so if you guys want to look at that i definitely need more people to play with like a lot of people think it's turn-based the actions are turn-based like the planning out but once you get into the battle it's all real time mm-hmm. and that's what makes it cool now okay so i being not an mmo person i know that you are you played mmos mm-hmm. quite a bit like you said I've, that's how you met your wife i've been playing for a very long time <laughs> like i'm the guy that has i think 30 minutes in um elder scrolls online mm-hmm. and, we played that also and um how okay didn't Final Fantasy fourteen didn't that come out a long time ago? Yeah, it's uh, pretty old. I'm not sure how old it was. When it launched, it flopped real hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I wouldn't say it was great. I don't know the problem. I didn't play it at launch. Mm-hmm. But then it disappeared a while. I think I was playing Guild Wars 2 at the time. And uh, when, when it relaunched, it relaunched as a Realm Reborn. Which you'll see mm-hmm. is a Final Fantasy fourteen ARR, and that's okay. when it started becoming successful and more noticed. Uh, they revamped the battle system, and I know they did all that. So they basically remade their MMO, relaunched it, and it became a way bigger success. And it's got a huge yeah. player base right now. Hmm. So, is it canonical with the rest of the story? Uh, the way Final Fantasies work is each one is a different story. They just use the same items and like summons or whatever. My favorite is Final Fantasy 18, so I have trouble saying summons because they're or not 18, but 8. And they're called Guardian Forces and that, so I always have to be like, no, they're summons. Every <laughs> other game calls them summons and not Guardian Forces. That's my favorite Final Fantasy. Thank, thank you. Yeah, I, it gets a lot of flack, but I don't Yeah, see. Yeah, it does. Seven's overrated. I'll say it. Mm-hmm. I've never played a Final Fantasy. I think you I played are missing some out of, on some great RPGs. <laughs> I think I, I played some of Final Fantasy three on the DS and was like, "Wow, this is really cool," and then didn't play anymore. The originals were great. I think the only bad one in story wise was thirteen. I did not care for thirteen story. The fighting was okay. The characters are meh, but I did not like thirteen story. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 13 is hyper melodramatic. Dave, how many have you played? Uh, I am a longtime fan of the series. Um, and I would say I have played all of them. I have finished most of them. I haven't really de- uh, delved into the MMOs uh, just for time constraints, not for you know finding any like lack of quality or anything um i'm yeah, actually really issue. i'm really interested in uh playing 14 but i just don't have the time to sink into it um but yeah that was one of the formative rpgs for me growing up like uh i think the first one i played was six um which i think i think objectively is probably up there like top three if not the best one um but eight was where i really fell in love with the series um and yeah just kind of have enjoyed each one as they've come out um i found 12 to be like extremely uh i I have this weird relationship with 12 where i think it's probably one of the best final fantasies ever crafted but i haven't finished it because something just keeps me from finishing that game um i've I've started it maybe five six times and i will get like 30 hours in and be like i don't know why i can't finish this like something about trudging through the desert and caves like i just kind of like peter off um even though i think like the politics and the and the just kind of like the world building in that game is super solid um like final fantasy i i'm really actually interested in the zodiac version that's coming out this might be yeah. the, this might be when i finally finish a final Fan- a final fantasy 12 um and 13 burned me really bad i thought 13 was just kind of horseshit all around like i i, I kind of I saw what they were going for um and like there were interesting parts of it like even though like I wasn't a huge fan of the battle system. I did kind of like how it flowed. Um, mm-hmm. And I did like that area at the end where, like, it kind of opens up a little bit more. Um, but the characters were just kind of generic anime tropes. And they it didn't feel grounded like Final Fantasies generally do. It didn't really feel like out of vision. It felt kind of like a mess. Um, and then 15, like, mm-hmm. I kind of had my reservations with it, too. I finished it. Um, it has a lot of... 15 has a lot of fantastic ideas. Like, as far as ideas to throw into a Final Fantasy go, like, it's one of the most ambitious. Um, but I think just that game's troubled uh, troubled development and, like, long uh, development cycle, like, kind of... Uh, it, it, feel, it definitely feels like a patchwork of, you know, 10 years worth of development. There are yeah. parts of that game where, like, this feels antiquated. This feels like an idea they had and couldn't scrap, so they kind of left it in. And a lot, especially the pacing of the story... And the way that like some cutscenes are just spliced in from the movie, um, there's a lot of things that I was just like, this could be better if this was presented differently. Um, I feel like they just salvaged it. Like this is the best we can do with what is essentially ten years of work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually really excited for what they do next with the series. Like Final Fantasy 15 didn't sour me to the series. It just made me kind of curious. Like, all right, what are, what are they going to do with all this new tech that they built um, and this kind of new direction that they're making making this like it's funny to say like final fantasy 15 is the first open world final fantasy because like they've all they're all kind of giant sprawling Mm -hmm. rpgs but like in the sense of you know the traditional giant map sense that we think of today when we say open world um but there are um i don't know like this the series is good but it's in a strange place like all these spin-offs that they keep making um, yeah definitely and then when they announced the remake of Seven, I was like, "Are they going to be able to pull that off?" Like, no. They, like, it just seems like they're going to disappoint people regardless of what they do to that uh, remake. Um, mm-hmm. And then all these things with like, "Oh, it's going to be episodic," and now we're switching 
the development team and it's just like it, it's yeah, already yeah. it already sounds like a mess um and like it's it's weird how much reverence seven has when like i feel like square has done everything they could to bury that series like all the spinoffs they released for seven were all really bad the except admin- for crisis mm-hmm. core crisis core is okay i i, I enjoyed the music i, really, I enjoyed like yeah I, I, if if you yeah. look at the story output mm-hmm. and the way it puts it like not completely on cloud Mm-hmm. I I I liked it because it explained more totally of the soul of the soul Shin, Shinra soldiers, right? You know, in their story rather mm-hmm. than just focusing on Cloud and Seth, Sephiroth. Yeah, so that's why I enjoyed Crisis Core. Every yeah. other, every and other I think, spinoff was. Great. And I think Zach yeah, is a much better character than Cloud. Like Zach, <laughs> yeah, Zach, I tried my best. Zach is yeah, like Zach is enjoyable. Cloud is just this misanthrope who like. He's just not an, an enjoyable Where's protagonist. Where's my mom? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zach has no idea what we're talking about. Nope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. For someone who's... If someone says, like, I've never played a Final Fantasy, what should I start with? Like, I would say, I don't know, maybe that remake of Ten. Yeah, like, yeah. I would have went with Ten. Yeah, like, I, I really like Six. If, you, if you're not a... If you don't shy away from, like, old school RPGs or, you know, like a 16-bit mm. style, like... I would say play six wherever you can find it. Like six is really solid and has like a, a, a masterful soundtrack and like just some really powerful character development. Um, mm-hmm. 10's good too. 10 has just like one of the most creative worlds that Square's ever made. Don't um, start with 10 2. Don't start with 10 2. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Not unless you want to really like <laughs> sour yourself to the series because 10 2 is a piece of work. But uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of good places to start. Like, you're more than likely going to hit one that's quality. You, you could probably not. pick one like out of the random list and you you would probably enjoy it if you like RPGs. Yeah. I honestly, don't think there's a really, I don't think there is a really bad uh, mainline Final Fantasy game. I would say I think avoid, they're all good uh, in their sense. I would say avoid thirteen, and maybe not mm. like one and two, just because like so many RPGs have already built on one and two that like yeah you won't really get anything out of it that you haven't already seen before. Other yeah. than character development, that's, mm-hmm. if you that's what you care about, right? I'm really noticing that you guys aren't talking about. I mean, you you said something about seven, but the good ones that you're saying, the ones that you're saying are good. You didn't really include seven in there. Like I know that a, bu- a bunch of people have a lot of reverence for seven. We are going to get a lot of backlash from that. I could tell you right now. I I don't dislike seven. Uh, seven has a lot no. of co- really cool, interesting, quirky stuff. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of my maybe like over the years, just the way that Square has treated seven, like making like all the movies and the spinoffs like hyper dark and serious. And I remember, like, that's not kind of how Seven was. Seven did have, like, those dark moments. Like, it's known for, like, its big twist is, like, the murder of one of the, yeah. big, like, the main characters. Like, there were mm-hmm. dark parts of Seven, but there were also really kooky parts of Seven. Like, you can just, like, go to this amusement park and, like, do all these weird side activities. And, like, you know, the main character would do squats. And I remember one, yeah. of, the lo- one of the lines um, right before you fight the final boss is uh, Cloud says, like, so someone's on, on your team is like cloud give us a rousing speech so we can be kind of like amped to go into this final fight and clouds mm-hmm. and cloud says uh let's mosey and that's like <laughs> it and i was like that's good like that's funny that's yeah. a, that's a line that would work in like yeah. you know an action movie or something um let's mosey and then i don't know like the series seven in particular like just kind of like went up its own ass 
and like it's so serious now and i'm like that's not what seven was like it was definitely it had, has interesting yeah. characters especially when you include red and kate sith totally like, that's not something you would uh expect in an rpg with humans and stuff in it so right when they include red and kate sith like that that's pretty awesome that's yeah. what makes final fantasy world great yeah, so Seven's cool. Like, it's not, I don't know, it's nothing against Seven, but, like, I think people... Mm-hmm. It's just not my favorite. Yeah, I think the things that people remember fondly about that game aren't actually that special. So, is is what draws you into Final Fantasy just the kookiness of all of it? Or, because... Mostly it's like, story-driven. It? If you like story-driven games where you're completing tasks to actually mean something, you know, you're affecting the world, or you're doing something because of a certain reason or an event mm-hmm. that happened. That's what drives the final fantasy. They're good at RPG and they're good mm-hmm. at role-playing your story throughout the game. They don't just make it. Oh, Hey, go carry this person's cake over mm-hmm. here to the bakery. For yeah, no reason. I like the creativity of the world. It's like, you know, like eight is my favorite because eight goes so many places. Um, just unexpected, you know, like one second you're, like on the moon and then you're on this derelict spaceship and then you're traveling through time and then you're like trying to do a set up this assassination on like uh like this parade float and like you're storming this tv station and like your actions are being broadcasted and like the the beginning of eight where you're uh i was about to say the just the beginning couple hours of eight yeah that uh, land that landing scene yeah you're you're in a you're in like a school type setting Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, let's go test you. So you go bite, fight this big fire lord. His name is Ifrit. You know, he's in those summons. I prefer Guardian fire lord. <laughs> <laughs> the summons and guardian forces are in all the Final Fantasies, so they reuse mm-hmm. that. So you go fight Ifrit, then you go back, then like, hey, well, we got a little mission for you. And then you go up on a tower, and another Final Fantasy icon, Biggs, uh, Biggs, and uh, what's his what's his face name? Wedge. What, who's, yeah, Biggs and Wedge. Every Final Fantasy, you'll you'll find them too. So is it, you, is it bad that whenever you said comical. Biggs, the first image that popped in, in my mind was Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> <laughs> They're is in Biggs, there too. He's in there. No, Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> yeah, Notorious no, he's, B.I.G. He's, he's in he, Final Fantasy, right? He might be. He's yeah. He's a hidden character. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. He, I mean, with the first hours, you're running from this big machine that's trying to kill you, and you had to do several fights. So, I mean, that's just a couple hours. Fire Lord, big machines, is pretty legit. Yeah, the opening it's... sequence of that landing scene where, like, it's it's really cr- cool because, like, you basically like the characters in eight are part of like a mercenary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird. Like, like all the schools in this world are just just teach children to be like soldiers. Yep. Um, and yeah, your like graduation test basically is like going to this combat zone. And, like, they have... This is back when, like, FMVs were still really novel. Um, and that's, I think, mm-hmm. a big reason why Final Fantasy took off. It's just, like, these beautiful cutscenes that they had. And mm-hmm. it shows, like, the one that Squall, your main character, is on, doesn't go around, like, this uh, this levee that's uh, around the city. It just crashes through it <laughs> and then just crashes on the beach. And then the way that the FMV uh, blends into the gameplay... Because, like, it's not like the FMV stops and then there's a loading screen and then you're on the gameplay. It's just, like, your character's just run out of basically this fmv like vehicle and like mm-hmm. that seamlessness was just like oh this is really nice um there's just like a lot of really cool powerful moments um in final fantasy especially like in the playstation era and the late snes era um that are just like we're at the time especially like 
really uh, evocative. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the reference for that series comes from. It's just like these, you can pinpoint like favorite moments and everyone has a different favorite moment from Final Fantasy. So like, and, and it makes sense. Like the series is 30 years old now. Like, yeah, of course, it's going to have this long storied history. So, so le- le- leaving the past, I want to bring something up. Leaving the past and going into the future, Sony just announced a new Dissidia uh-huh. for for that. I don't know if you know that, Dave. I'm sure you do. And what it is looks, Dissidia? It's a arcade fighting, like action fighting game with the Final Fantasy characters. And I oh. enjoy. I enjoyed both of them. They were for PSP, and now this new one coming out for the PS4. I would suggest looking up the trailer for it. It's uh, fast-paced action. I'd say it's like it, it's in the sense of Super Smash, except it's 3D. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like a Power Stone, but like your characters can also fly and stuff. So really, really fun. I'm I'm excited. That that sounds crazy. Um. One thing that has always thrown me off about Final Fantasy is why, um, how, why is there a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> that's what you call sponsorship. Yeah, that's money. I don't know if I don't know if you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, but is there is there any kind of that, like that's a company giving another that? company money to add in yeah. logos? Is it a Mercedes Benz? Like, I swear there's a mercedes-benz in final fantasy somewhere there's a mercedes-benz in like mario kart like mercedes is just getting getting wherever they could why is there a rolls royce Uh, i I mean i think they just modeled the they specifically 415 wanted it to feel like a lot more grounded so they Mm -hmm. took a lot like a lot of their designs are just like oh we just designed the city after venice we designed the city after uh, uh, I think one of them is Manhattan. Like, they they took a lot more real world design, mm-hmm. especially because this is the first Final Fantasy that has like automobiles as we know them. They're not like fancy sci fi automobiles. Um, mm-hmm. so I mean, they are fancy in the sense that it turns into an airship, but yeah, um, yeah, I think they wanted to have more of a real world. Though. You know, like now the characters are using cell phones and yeah, uh, so like kind of a yeah that throws me off. It's it's it works. Like I wasn't sure how it was gonna work thematically and they did it pretty well. Huh. Yeah, with the way they merged fantasy and real world, I think they did good. Huh. So whenever you say that they're going to the moon in uh whichever one that was, is it the literal like our moon or is it just the moon of that of world? That, of that planet, yeah. Final Fantasy is okay. take place on not Yeah, Earth. they're all fan yeah, they're all fantasy worlds. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, hence the fantasy part in final. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, sure. True. Dave, what have you been playing? Um, I have been playing a lot of, uh, Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of Valencia. Ooh, how is that? I, I want it real bad. Is it, that a real name? Yes, that is the whole yes. title. Um, oh, okay. I enjoyed a lot. Um, I've been playing. Like, I got into Fire Emblem around the, uh, I want to say either Game Boy Advance or the GameCube release. I started mm-hmm. with Awakening. Yeah, and so, like, this kind of feels more like the older Fire Emblems. Yeah, Awakening uh, is a very, like, modern, fresh take on the series. 
um, and added like a lot of new elements to it um, that made mm-hmm. it very like palatable. Like Awakening is a fantastic game. Like any DS owner should really play Awakening. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of the was that on DS? Maybe that wasn't the one I started on. Oh, Awakening is three DS. I just was it Stones then? Firestones. Um. Oh, stone. Firestone it's the, is a, the sacred tire. It's Sacred Stone. Sacred. That's the one I started with. Okay. My yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I apologize. No. Uh, sacred Stones is good too. Um. But yeah, like the series has modernized a lot to make it a lot more palatable because it was a very for a long time unforgiving series. Like. You know, if your mm. if a character died, they'd be gone for the rest of the game. Um, oh, so you were bad. you were constantly faced with like insurmountable odds. Like your char- your your armies would have ranks basically based on like the strength of all the characters. And so, if your army strength was like five hundred, yeah. and you'd go into a battle, and they're like the ar- the opposing army strength is like fifteen hundred, you're like this enemy is three times stronger than me. Like, how am I gonna finish this without losing a character? Or um, so there's a lot of like uh, there's a high barrier to entry for the series. Um, Mm-hmm. Which gets which was addressed with Awakening. Awakening is not only like a little easier, but they uh, allow you to play uh, in a uh, quote casual mode, where if your characters mm-hmm. die, they'll just come back in the next round. They wouldn't be gone from the story. Sacred um, Stones had that option also. Okay, cool. Yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe it started earlier. Um, and so this one, this one still has uh, this one being Shadows of Valencia. Um, Yes. Still has that casual option. Um, I think that's one of those things that's just going to be in Fire Emblem for the rest of time. Like, they're not going to take that out again. Um, now, now, Shadows goes off of the previous two, the Birthright and the other one, correct? Shadows is uh, is after, it's, it's, it's not related to those two. Oh, it's not? I thought it was, like, part of that. Okay. No, 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 no. So, yeah, then the following Awakening on the 3DS, um, which I would kind of say is, like, where the series got its second wind. Um, cause a lot of the people, a lot of people came to that game cause they recognized the characters from Smash Brothers. Um, but then realized like, oh, Fire Emblem rules. And I think Fire, like Nintendo kind of realized like, oh, this is a successful series again. Um, cause Fire Emblem's like super old. It's back to the NES. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. But, uh, so Birthright, so yeah, the Birthright and Awakening, I'm oh, no, sorry, Birthright and Conquest came out. It was kind of like yeah. these two versions of Fire Emblem that like kind of mirrored off each other the way like Red and Blue would. Um, and they were a little too, like, not, not only simple, but like the story was very like hyper anime, just like kind of like hard to follow and ridiculous and like a lot of spectacle. Oh, really? I didn't play them and I was like, oh, they're still fun. Like they're still worthy, like handheld RPGs. It's just like, I've always enjoyed the Fire Emblem because they always kind of like a pretty grounded, uh, high fantasy story. Um, that are all about like building your armies and like forming relationships with your characters and really like finding like a unit like building a unit that you can like really trust and enjoy to play with. Um, and the other the Birthright kind of like lost the thread. Um, so this one, which is a sequ- uh, I'm sorry, a remake of Fire Emblem Two or Fire Emblem Gaiden, um, it, it's back to basics in like in the sense that like they removed a lot of the modern trappings of Fire, uh, Fire Emblem. Like, there's mm-hmm. no more... There used to be, like, a, a weapon triangle. So, like, swords would beat uh, yeah. lances, and lances would beat axe, and axe would beat sword. So you have to, like, kind of position your characters correctly. Um, and other things, like, your characters could uh, form relationships and have children, and they took that aspect out. This is oh, really... Oh, God. Yeah, this is really about just, like, having a core team, like, just really being mindful about positioning. Like, the difficulty in this one is definitely ramped up a lot. Um, and I think, like, to the point where, like, it's affected a lot of, uh, reviewers, like, 
enjoyment of the game. Like, I find a lot of people saying, like, the ending of this game is straight bullshit and it's, like, impossible. And I don't feel that way. I feel like you have to definitely be patient. Like, a lot of the last few fights, you really have to. I, I beat it literally last night. Um, you have to be really, like, mindful and be like, I'm just going to have this entire turn be dedicated to me, like, hiding. Like, I, yeah. you, can't, you can't always charge forward. You have to be really mindful of, like, everyone's position. And um, they added other things, too. Like, there's a dungeon exploration element to this that's actually in third person. Um kind of like this dungeon crawling mode, which uh, isn't fantastic, but it it's a nice breath of fresh air for the series. That's like, it, you know, because like one tactical battle after another gets exhausting. So it's a good way to kind of like alleviate uh, a little bit of that tension. Um, and, and as far as localization, I think this is probably the best localized Fire Emblem. The entire game is voiced even like minor NPCs and villages, which is like mm-hmm. crazy. Like, it's just like, it's really strange. Like even console RPG or JRPGs aren't fully voiced, yeah. and so like to hear like a fully voiced game like on a handheld, um, and for it to be like as like the quality of it's really good too. Like the voice acting's pretty solid, um, and like the characterization of these like they're they're it's pretty simple. It's not like this is a super deep or insightful story. Like this is a pretty generic high fantasy tale, but the pre- mm-hmm. the presentation is done in a way that like it's still really refreshing. It's um, it, it, it's cool. Like, I kind of hope that this, like, Echo's uh, moniker that they put on this game means that they're going to bring back some other old ones and kind of give it the same treatment. Because, um, like, there are a lot of solid, like, classic Fire Emblem games that, like, you know, you either they didn't come out to the States or they're just, like, ridiculously punishing. Um, so mm. if they keep on this tradition of, like, oh, let's bring back this, you know, like, Therasia 1466 or all these, like, Fire Emblems that no one has played... Um, and give them kind of like this, uh, this, what I want to say, like refurbishing, um, that they've done to this one. Like, this is a really solid port. And if like, mm-hmm. if anyone has any kind of reverence for tactical games, like this is probably like, this is my favorite Fire Emblem in, a, in Sense Awakening. That, there's only been yeah. one in between those two, but, um, it, it's really solid. Like, I, I don't really have much more to say about this game. Yeah. So I have a really weird relationship with fire emblem Mm -hmm. so when i was a mere child i had a ds this was two days ago by the way this this was four (laughs) days ago Uh, i had a ds i've since grown um no so i had a ds and i said hey i liked um tom clancy's end war on xbox 360 Uh. i think i'm gonna get it on ds so i got I got in War on DS and I was playing it. I was like, wow, this is a lot different than the one on Xbox. So I soon found out that it was in the style of Advanced Wars, mm-hmm. which the developers, <laughs> also correct me series. if I'm wrong, the, uh, the developers of Advanced Wars also made Fire Emblem. And yeah. then they just kind of got rid of Advanced Wars at some point. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Advanced Wars seems pretty rad. It's fantastic. I love Advanced Wars. Yes. Like, okay. It's especially so fun to play with friends. I played the one on... I don't remember what it's called. It's the one on DS. I just remember that du- it was... Dual Strike or Days of Ruin? Days of Ruin is the one that I played. Yeah, that one's good. And there was... It's been a while, but I feel like there's some kooky stuff happening in that story. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, 
That's all I remember was, was thinking. Comical. Yeah, there was there was. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that mixed up with the Hideo Kojima game that is on DS that I also can't remember the name of at the moment, but it's something about vampires. Oh, Lunar Nights. Lunar Nights, yes. Um, Because I played them at about the same time, and they both, I felt like they had similar stories, but I can't remember exactly how they were, but long story short that's my my relationship with fire emblem oh and i got the uh, the iphone game or whatever i got it on my phone oh i hate because yeah because i uninstalled that so fast yeah that game is a gachapon machine like yeah pretty much i i'm i guess i'm a baby and that's the the one that i needed (laughs) was the one on the phone because i played um i think a total of two rounds i are they rounds and in, in fire, fire emblem i played sure. two matches and i was like uh it's all right not for me but it's okay and it, it's really stripped down that might really? be why actually i enjoy this one so much uh shadows of valentia because mm-hmm. like i played a fair amount of that mobile one just kind of hoping it would get better or i would see some more like advanced tactics as you keep playing it i played um, it for a week yeah, I played it for maybe a month, um, and I just kind of like, after a while, I was like, this game is just like a bunch of really short, kind of dull matches, all for the purpose I, of like collecting orbs to get other characters. I feel like it was a big cash grab using the Fire Emblem name. I did not like Heroes at all. I think it was, I, I liked how they streamlined it, but there are things that I'm just like, why do these maps need to be this small? Um, why does there need to be such a luck-based element to like how I create my party? Like, all that stuff is just, like, yeah, it does feel manipulative after a while. Like, um, I think presentation-wise, it's actually pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, Heroes is... Like, a lot of people, like, responded pretty favorably to Heroes, which, like, concerned mm-hmm. me, because, like, this isn't good at all. This isn't how Fire Emblem is. <laughs> like, yeah, it, yeah, it's strange. Um, yeah, and, it, like, it doesn't bode well. Like, Nintendo's mobile offerings have been kind of... Like, mostly miss for me. But, mm. uh... Yeah, and then... Yeah, I played uh, I played a little bit of, like, Super Mario Run, and that just didn't really... That didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's it, not great. It's fine. It, yeah. They're pretty like, games. Like, Nintendo's definitely making some, oh, yeah. like, attractive-looking mobile games. And, I mean... It, I think like, they got an Animal Crossing coming they, Yeah. Yeah, and as, phone as, uh, as far as phones go, like, there needs to be more games that are polished like that Mm -hmm. because like i mean you have to give it to them that those games are like they look polished like they look nice yeah no they definitely like like, they are designed for that specific for your phone yeah but yeah i don't know there's just not a whole lot to do with them i didn't really try mitomo that that's basically Um, just like a chatting app really yeah it's just like dress up an avatar and have it do goofy things it's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's cute. Like, <laughs> my girlfriend and I liked, you know, dressing up characters and, like, making them do silly poses, but it's, like, barely a game. It's not really a game mm-hmm. at all. Um, uh-huh. I can talk about Persona. Yes. Since we're both... Hit me with that Persona. both playing that. Um, I just finished Persona 5. Uh, Persona 5 is a lengthy RPG. It took me... Yeah, a lot of a lot of that time, I would say maybe ten hours or so, was like idle time. Like the game was running, but I wasn't doing anything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I've clocked out at like 130, maybe 140 hours. Question, um, have you played the uh, past Personas? Yes. See, I haven't, so I was like iffy about getting this. Because I heard a lot of praise about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I haven't played the other one, so I don't know how it's really going to play out. So they're not, uh, they're very lightly related to each other. Okay. They're, they're related to each other like on a meta scale, like kind of like there is some force that kind of drives the events of all the games that are related, but like you, the games, the stories are uh, wholly encompassed uh, per title. So like you don't really have to play any of the Personas to understand Persona 5. And like mm-hmm. references to past games are actually really slim, like they're few and far between. Um, so you can jump into Persona 5 and understand it just fine. It's it kind of like a Final Fantasy, like... These are the only uh, difference being that like personas take place ex- are take place in the real world. Um, it's a solid game. Like I really enjoyed what I played of Persona Five. Um, that mm-hmm. being said, I think it might be my least favorite um, outside of the first Persona game, like Persona One. Mm-hmm. Um, I just there was something about the pacing of the storytelling that wasn't doing it for me in this game. Um, like Persona 3 and 4 were paced really well so that even though there are these long periods of downtime, um, you're still doing something enjoyable. Like you're kind of building these relationships and getting to know these characters really well. Um, Persona 5's downtime is kind of like crazy. Like there is a, like, so the way it works, um, is, uh, I guess just to give like a core or just a brief synopsis Mm -hmm. of like what the story is. Um, your characters are what are called phantom thieves. Basically, they have the ability to jump into the cognition of uh, evil people in the world and basically change their mindset so that these people kind of uh, seek uh, penance for their crimes or their sins. So, like, the mm-hmm. first character, though, the, the dungeon that you're on, uh, uh, Zach, is like... The first, yeah. you know, the first one where like it, it's this perverted uh, high school teacher who's abusing his team, his uh, volleyball team, and he's mm-hmm. also sexually abusing some of the students. Um, so like obviously like these are high school students. This is the first like this is the first layer of like evil adults that they have exposure to. So this is the first mm-hmm. dungeon, um, and then it just kind of escalates from there as your team like grows as uh, as you know as you uh, take on more members. And you say, like, no, we got to go higher. We got to find the most corrupt adults in society and change their hearts. Um, So that concept I like a lot, uh, this idea that you're thieves and you're stealing people's, like, desires. Um, But the pacing of it is kind of crazy. Like, they give you a long, long time to to basically set up and go into these uh, people's minds and change their Mm -hmm. hearts. But they give you too much time, and it only really takes one or two visits to these dungeons to uh, to finish it. So what's happening is like mm-hmm. basically like they have this story beat that's going to happen in twenty five days, and you finish the dungeon like maybe on day two or three, and then you have another twenty two mm-hmm. days where really nothing happens because you have to wait till the twenty fifth day uh, for the story yeah. to pick up and go like. And so what basically happens like these characters once you've changed their heart, they go into like some semblance of a coma. And they're like, all right, well, this person's in a coma, so we'll, I guess we'll just wait till they come out of it. And that happens for every single yeah. dungeon boss. So there's just these long, dry spells where, like, you know, you're still doing things. You can live your day mm-hmm. uh, however you want and, like, you know, 
build your social links or they're called confidants in this game. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and that stuff is still really solid and like well-written and uh, a lot of the characters are really engaging and interesting. But like the pace of the main story is just so all over the place that like it just gets I kind of get like uh, restless. I was like, I just want like the next story beat to happen. Like I have I can't yeah. I can't just keep going to school and going to the arcade every day. Um, so I was like and, and like compared to the past personas where like Persona 3, the way that its story because uh, it, all the personas take place or at least all the personas since three take place on this mm-hmm. year long cycle, like every day for a year. Um, and so Persona 3, like, every time there was a full moon, there would be a, like, a big monster that would appear. And so, like, the game worked around that pace. Mm-hmm. It was like, alright, on the 30th, there's gonna be the monster, but we know how to pace the story throughout the month. Um, it didn't really give, mm-hmm. it didn't give players a choice for when they had to defeat the dungeon. It was just happened on the full moon. Uh, whereas this one, it gives the player the choice. So if you're like me, and you want to just get it out of the way, and you do it early, then you're like, alright, cool, now nothing is happening. Um, so the pacing really soured me but everything else about persona 5 is like magnificent like the presentation yeah. is spot on uh there's a lot of quality of life things that make it just really like fun and easy to play like um these the persona fusion element of it is really uh solid um mm-hmm. so a lot of stuff that like make if, if this is your first persona game i think a lot of the complaints that i have about it the pacing issues you probably wouldn't notice as much um because you have no like reference point um and i could see like newcomers really liking persona 5 i think just as someone who has played three and four um and two like like i think i was just disappointed uh a little bit with Mm -hmm. and a little bit of the execution of like the big reveal and like there's every persona game will have a giant twist halfway through and then another big reveal at the end that's kind of like out of left field um and those kind of were a little undercooked i think um but as a Mm. whole like as a product persona 5 is pretty solid like i i really like what i saw here it's just like i think the disappointing thing is like it kind of i don't have like a yearning now for a persona 6 like the way i did after playing 3 i was like i can't wait for the next one after playing 4 i was like oh 5 is gonna be sick Mm -hmm. and now i'm just here like maybe atlas should take a step back and like rethink of the persona series like what's going to be like going forward because if it's just another persona game mm-hmm. in the style of three like i'm there's they're going to start feeling a little labored like i finished this game just because i knew i had to finish this game like i would go crazy if i didn't see the end um mm-hmm. but like a lot of it felt like uh it felt like work it felt like i felt those 120 hours the way i didn't feel the 100 hours i put into four like four i blew through in a week and it took me about a, mm-hmm. a, a solid month to finish Persona Five. Yeah. Um, so, just for the fun of it, I'm going to tell you what's happening in Persona Five. Go for it. Okay. My under, my understanding of what's happening in Persona Five. So, okay. So I you start Luke. What do you know about this game? Nothing. But go ahead. I probably okay. Play. Okay. Here. Okay, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the story of Persona Five. Are you ready? Sure. So, um, game opens. I I'm I think I'm bloody. If I remember right, I'm like beat up, and I don't know why. And come to find out, I uh, I pushed a, a dude that was <laughs> yelling at a lady. Yeah. Uh, I pushed him, and then he was like a mob boss or something, and said, "No, I'm friends with the police." 
and the police come and they arrest you or something and you they take you to be interrogated and then you're being interrogated by this woman and she's like hey oh no 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 okay so they arrest you and then you're taken to um where's the game set it's in um it's tokyo yeah it's just tokyo yeah so they take you to tokyo and then you're taken to this home or to this guy that is going to take care of you and then it cuts and then you're being interrogated and you're like i don't remember what happened and then (laughs) she's like no you do think so you got to think and then you get back and there's an app on your phone (laughs) and um this app takes you have you ever seen inception no have you ever seen have you watched stranger things nope i don't watch a lot of stuff Okay, so basically, I watched. Or I played most most of my play t- time of Persona Five was during uh, or when I started watching Stranger Things. So I had something to kind of say. Oh, these are similar. Um, but basically, what this app does is it takes them into a separate dimension <laughs> called the the multiverse. Yeah, the me- metaverse, I think. The metaverse, yeah. not the multiverse. That's that's a different that's, that's game. That's Marvel. Um, yeah. Uh, so it takes, <laughs> it takes them into the metaverse where there are different versions of people where their true selves live. So, okay. So, anyway, going back to you get taken to live with this guy who's a dick... And he owns a, a curry shop, curry and coffee or something. Mm-hmm. And a great combo. Yes, curry and coffee. <laughs> and um, so he's like, hey, guess what? You got to go to school. And you're like, okay. So you go to school. You meet, um, what's the dude's name? Uh, Ryuji. Uh, Ri- you meet Ryuji. So you become kind of friends with Ryuji. And then he sees this hot girl. And she's like, oh, like I'm looking at you and then they're looking at her and then this older dude comes up and he's like, yo, babe, get in the car. So she gets in the car and they go to school and then like the dude was kind of a jerk to Ryuji and you don't really know why, but you get to the school, find out Ryuji's a, a he was a dick or something or the, the teacher thinks so. And then you find out that the teacher's actually a dick and that's Kamoshida and he's the one abusing high school children and so this is where the the metaverse comes into play is like you you say hey there's this weird app on my phone i guess i'm gonna see what it is so you click on the app and then you're transported to this separate dimension and there's a castle in the place of the school and then ryuji's like what like he says like what a lot (laughs) and he's real confused a lot and then like there's these weird guards with blue faces that take you and then Kamoshida's just being a jerk for whatever reason like he hates you even though he's never met you and then all of a sudden you pull your face off um because you're angry you get angry and then there's a mask on your face right and then you pull it off yeah that's the and then it's all bloody so every pers- yeah, you- every Persona game has an awakening scene, 
uh-huh. and it's kind of like the scene where your protagonist finally summons their persona and they're all yes. they're all kick-ass like i really like the mask pulling off it, yes in three you shoot yourself in the head and it comes out of your head like oh, the the, awesome. the awakening scenes are always really cool yeah i was really into it like they're in this cell and then you're you just hear somebody talking to you and they're like it's it's time you you've been neglecting me uh let me in like i am you you are me yeah and you're like okay and then you just pull your your freaking mask off and then our our scene just this huge demon looking guy with a a coat he's all red he he comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden you're wearing a trench coat and then uh ryuji that's the that's the dude Mm -hmm. yeah he's like what is happening and then kamashita is like what is happening and then I like you you go back to the real world and they're like, what happened there? And they're like, oh, we need to go back because Kamashita's there or something. And then you just live your life for a few days as a normal kid. And then <laughs> like it's the most it is crazy. <laughs> like this game <laughs> is just weird. Uh, Hearing you like, spell it out. I, I was like, this in is class, weird. <laughs> like okay i was sitting in class and this japan like you know this is in tokyo this dude like this older the the teacher asked me about american geography and then i get it wrong and he throws a paper at my face <laughs> or something like he like he, wads up a, he throws the chalk a piece of paper yeah yeah that's what happened he threw the chalk at me because i didn't know where I, something was it made no sense. And then on the the girl that's in getting with uh Kamashita like sits in front of me and she's like, "Hey, sorry. Like I don't know. Like I this game's weird. Definitely. Like I guess there are a lot of things that like exposure to the series I just kind of took for granted. I'm like, "Oh yeah, totally. That's the awakening scene to Yeah. But, like now, now thinking of it, seeing it from like fresh eyes, like I, I really enjoyed hearing your recap because oh, it, it's oh yeah, it's it is actually a bunch of crazy things in sequence. It's bonkers. Yeah, and it only gets crazier. Like it's over, and, and like it, yeah, it, they only ramp up the amount of crazy, mm-hmm. and like the characters you meet only get crazier. And oh yeah, it's and, and not to mention, uh, you go to sleep some nights, and then you get transported into the cell. Oh yeah. And there's a dude named Igor. He's like, "You're doing good, my son." Like he's some like deep-voiced man that's like, "Hey, good job. You're on the path." And I'm I don't know what path, but I'm on it. And uh there's this these two little girls, one's a real just jerk, and the other one's kind of nice. And then like every time he gets done talking to you, he's like, "All right, go back to bed." And you wake up and you're like, "What just happened?" Like I feel like every time my guy's just like, "Hey, well, what what was that?" Yeah. Like it, you'd think after going to the metaverse a few times and seeing these like dick imps, <laughs> he would get over it. Like there's these literal imps that have like big boners just flying. They you fight them and they fly around. And then uh, one of the one of the mechanics is that you can you can take you can um like absorb other personas into your into your mask right you get you get the mask or something okay, mm-hmm. okay so 
what happens is, from my understanding, is it's kind of like a Pokemon thing. Oh, it totally is, yeah. Yes. Okay, so you beat down this the personas until... or Okay, no, no, no. You hit them with their weakness, right? Yeah. Correct? Okay, right. I'm... I'm relying on you yeah. Dave. um so you hit them with their weaknesses and if you hit all of them with their weakness you hold these these uh personas up like and so like literally you literally you you're holding them up no, with, yeah. with a gun yeah yeah you have a gun pointed at them and your whole team's surrounding them and you hold them up and you have what three options you have an option just to shoot them and then well the, and then you have the option to talk to them which um, when you talk to them, you can either just let them go, right? Or you can um, absorb their persona, or you can uh, take items from them, right? Or you can try to you can try to take items from them. Yeah. And whenever uh, maybe this is just how I play games, but whenever I I try to absorb their persona, like you get into this whole like speech mm-hmm. thing. And I always choose the dumbest responses to all of their questions. Oh, so and they just attack you? No. Well, no. <laughs> I feel like the dumbest responses always give me the persona. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's the craziest part. They're like, oh, how can I trust you? I'm like, uh, because you could, you just can or something like stupid like that. And, you know, they're like, you know, we're, we're going to get along pretty well. <laughs> so they just let me absorb them. How can I trust you? ate a cup of noodles without the water mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> i had curry and coffee this morning yeah <laughs> they uh they don't explain the demon negotiation that well it's in the tutorial in the, it's like in the menus hidden mm-hmm. deep buried in the tutorials uh it tells you like oh if the persona has this personality then you should choose this kind of response so it's if it's a timid uh persona then you should uh respond with nice things like but they don't really tell you that like they give you a tutorial for every other aspect of that game including like how to sh- oh, yeah. how to hit an enemy with x like the most basic shit yep but they don't tell you like the mm-hmm. stuff you need to know which is like oh if this persona has this personality treat it this way and it's just like why is this the mm-hmm. one thing you left out of the, tutor- uh, the tutorial because that stuff is infuriating if you don't know like the right way to do it i mean I think I only had one that I wasn't able to get to join me. So maybe I was just lucky. Mm-hmm. But, like, there was one that was, like, self-conscious about itself. So I was like, hey, no, buddy. You're <laughs> all right. And then he was like, you know what? I am. And then I absorbed him. You're all right, giant dick imp. Yeah, you're all right, giant dick imp. Imp. Yeah, it's... it's... Also, the, the descriptions of all of the the personas in the game are pretty good oh it's cool like, yeah like all the personas are based off uh mythological creatures or gods or whatever like that's pretty cool with uh with very few exception like there's not really that many made-up personas like they're all based on like mm-hmm. either Hin- hindu gods or japanese gods or whatever like so it's uh, yeah it's actually cool to go through the compendium and be like oh this is from this religion or whatever um yeah i read a lot of those like they were pretty interesting yeah it's cool like there's a lot of cool uh just cultural like touchstones in the persona games so okay so i'm sure is there like how how 
how do they continue the story, I guess? Like, is there a point where you're not going to high school anymore? Or <laughs> No, the, like... the, the way the Persona games, at least since 3, have worked is that they're kind of half slice-of-life sim and half yeah. uh, dungeon crawling. So, like, you're going to be going through school um, throughout the game. Like, mm-hmm. like, and then during the afternoon or in the evening, like, you'll go into the metaverse um Mm -hmm. and they play the the that's kind of one of the addicting things about the game is that the systems play off each other so like as you develop relationships in the real world that's going to help your dungeon crawling Mm -hmm. so like you'll you know if you become friends with ryuji like he'll learn an attack uh or he'll learn like a a a battle move where he'll like if you have a a status effect he'll walk up to you and hit you with a fan and it'll knock the status effect out of you um or later on like if you get uh, if you're if you like max out the level with him um like if you're about to be killed and if the protagonist gets killed it's game over he'll push you out of the way and take the hit Mm -hmm. so like it's stuff like that where like as you develop relationships like your characters learn more abilities in battle um and it's not just your main party like there are people in the world that you'll develop relationships with um like you Mm -hmm. like there's this one girl who plays shogi um and she'll teach you things like how to escape from a battle like instantaneously not in rather than like having to wait um and having the enemy hit you while you're waiting to escape um or this one kid who like plays light gun games in an arcade and if you uh if you become friends with him you learn this ability where like as you enter a battle you just mash on the x button and you shoot the enemy like 30 times before you even start Um, it's really cool stuff like that yeah there's this politician that you meet and uh if you he teaches you how to do more successful demon negotiations so like if the demon's like, I'll give you, you know, 400 yen, you could be like, no, give me more. They're like, uh, 5,000? You're like, exactly. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, it's cool. Like, it, like there, there's a reason for it. It's not just, like, for the sake of doing random activities because the activities in a vacuum are fun. It's, it's for the sake of uh, your dungeon crawling becoming easier and more streamlined. Um, hmm. So, it, like, there's... And, and this game does not have a lack of things to do. It's crazy how many things they crammed into it. You can have, like, 30 different jobs um you can go to like maid cafes and like watch movies and stuff like you can buy video game systems like it's a there's a lot of stuff down the line that opens up so like it it becomes really involved and like you're never not without things to do um Mm -hmm. but yeah half of this game is just a social sim it's just going it's just living your normal day-to-day life and then also it's like yeah it's, it's basically like buffy it's just like you're living your normal life but you're on the you know your secret life is this metaverse uh, uh, phantom thieves thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, uh. it's definitely like, yeah, go through it. Like, even though, like I said, that this one uh, didn't quite do it for me, like, I think as someone new to the series, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to surprise you and and you'll find to like. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Um, the movement is terrible. <laughs> that that was, that, are they all like that? You mean the movement of the dungeons? yes walking around feels real bad yeah it's very uh these games are like the the can stilted it feels stilted the camera work is uh really tight so like Mm -hmm. turning it feels strange and sharp so um do you have the ability to to hide yes okay so like that's pretty much all you'll use for the rest of the game is just hiding from cover to cover um and, and pro tip enemies can't see you at all when you're hidden so even mm-hmm. if they walk on the other side of the cover and are like staring at where you're covered, <laughs> like they won't see you if you're in cover mode. Okay. Um, because I guess the game, like the developers, just didn't want to bother with like line of sight. Um, 
-hmm. So uh, just always stay in cover and like you'll be pretty set for ambushing every enemy. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, movement feels weird. Like halfway, most of the time I play the game, I just kind of do the quick select, like just go to this area versus walking to areas. Mm -hmm. You'll get used to it, but yeah, it's not great. Like the like the Persona for has as uh, much as this series has blown up. Uh, it's still a relatively small team making these games. Mm. Yeah, which is kind of like why they they lean so much on the style aspect of it because like they don't have that much in the way of like you know character modeling and like physics engines and stuff that they're working with yeah but uh it's a cool I get series really excited whenever i yeah i get really excited whenever the like i can tell it goes into like a cinematic anime like full motion yeah. thing mm -hmm. like other than just being in an engine like it it looks like an anime and it's cool like that's why that's why uh the awakenings mm -hmm. are just Ah, they're just awesome. The awakening like, scenes are really good. Yeah, yeah, them just pulling their faces off and blood everywhere. Yeah, like never looked better. Yeah, I mean that's. I think I feel like that's what got me into the series was just like seeing, uh, in three like the characters summoning personas by shooting themselves in the head. Like it was yeah, just like it was such an evocative image, and like the the, yeah. the guns you use are literally called evokers. Um, and it's just like, oh, that's really cool. I'm gonna check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, we could probably yeah. move on from Persona because I can talk about it all day. <laughs> Unless Luke, do you have Luke any questions did. about Persona? Nah, yeah. I doubt I'll pick it up. I don't got time to. It, There's a talking cat. It's a lot of time. There is a talking cat, and she talks too much, and she sends you to bed every night. Okay, is it a boy or a girl? Because uh, I got the feeling that it was a, it was a little like boy. I think they refer to Morgana as he. Um, yeah. throughout the throughout the game, and I think at one point Morgana says that uh, he's a he. Yeah. But like, I think it's actually supposed to be ambiguous. Okay. Um, I think they keep it ambiguous because uh, they want the reveal, like, because Morgana's like, I'm a human, and everyone's mm -hmm. like, No, you're yeah. a cat. Like, you turn into a cat when we go into the real world. You're a cat yeah. in the metaverse, and so I think they are keeping that reveal of what Morgana is vague uh, yeah. until the end of the game. That's why they they mess with the gender pronouns. Okay, because yeah, huh? Well, I've been playing Injustice too. Red. What do you want to know about Injustice Two? Because I've been playing a lot of it. Custom uh, fighting game. That's the fighting game. Um, Tell me about Captain Cold. Captain Cold, he's real cold. Yeah. Um, he. Is he? What? Not go on. Was he was he um, Lieutenant he's... Cold at one point? Um, he was, he was private cold. Okay. He was the cold private. Oh, oh he, he did a big step. Yes. Uh-huh. He, well, I mean, he just kind of, he worked his way up, but he was known as just private cold for a while. Um. Is his last name cold? And then he just decided like, well, my last name's cold. I might as well have cold powers. No, no, no. Actually, what happened was he changed his first name to captain. Okay. And then he just happened to, he just happened to be cold. Okay. So he said, "Well, I'm I'm captain now, and I'm cold. So call me Captain Cold." It's like Captain Crunch. It's exactly the same yeah, as Captain Crunch. He's not a, really a he's, captain. Like, he's saving though he's an admiral or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He just he's so crunchy. <laughs> captain Cold can freeze you. And um, so, what's your makes... favorite character to play? I like Robin, and I don't know why. 
like because he's a sidekick through okay yeah that's me um yep no throughout the story i could not stand robin robin was really bothering me just because he was this bratty little kid that was like oh i don't want to i don't want to do what my dad says and like i'm gonna join superman screw batman and he's I, I, he just annoyed me but as soon as i finished the story for some reason i was like hey I want to play as Robin, and I hit level 20 with Robin within, I don't know, within a few hours of playing by myself. And um, I don't know, now I'm working on Batman, because my goal is to have level 20 characters all the way around. Like You've been playing that and, for a while then, aren't you? Yeah, I, I hope so, because it's real good. Um, had, have you played Mortal Kombat? I'm trash at fighting arcade games. The last oh, arcade man. fighter I played was Soul Calibur 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot like Mortal Kombat. I mean, which is to be expected because it's by NetherRealm. And, like, the fighting system is just awesome. It's really good at making you feel like you're doing really cool action-y things. Like, whenever you just mash out buttons, you're almost guaranteed to... On like accidentally stumble across a combo, and like if you get halfway decent at doing the combos, you can get pretty good at juggling, which in Street Fighter is really hard, at least for me. Like, um, and in Justice, you don't have to worry about doing half circles, quarter circles, or like any of that crazy stuff because all of Injustice's uh, combos are just like down back square or back forward triangle and it it just really simplifies the fighting system a lot and i don't know i just find it way easier to get into and um the story is also really good because i think it's better than what is going on in the actual dc universe on film <laughs> and that's not a tall order like that's hard to do yeah, um, because in in the DC universe, like the film universe, um, they just say, "Hey, Superman's bad because we can't trust him, and he has a bunch of power." Like, like why why should we be trusting Superman with our lives? And you know, like whatever. I guess that's cool, but that doesn't really give you. It doesn't really give the viewer any way to say, "Well, I'm on the side of Superman." I mean, I guess it can. But the way the movies kind of present him is almost like the movie thinks that he's bad. Mm-hmm. Like the movie doesn't doesn't say, well, here, like he's kind of like you can think he's good, but we think he like I don't know. It just doesn't do a good job of letting the viewer decide what where they stand on Superman. But Injustice does a really good job of making him seem like a bad guy if you don't agree with him because in the first injustice uh joker kills uh lois lane and spoiler alert yeah well oh no it happens <laughs> in like the first five minutes or something and superman's like i'm whatever i'm i'm pissed i'm gonna go kill joker so he goes and kills the joker and he's like you know what that felt good i'm gonna go kill all of the all of the villains like what are we doing putting them in jail this is stupid we need all of them need to be gone like what what 
what is the point in having him stay here? Eradicate them all. So he's hopping around. Batman's like, no, uh-uh. You're not gonna. You're not gonna do that. We're we're heroes. We don't we don't kill people. Like that that makes people scared of us. So what ends up happening is Batman forms his own team. Superman forms his own team, and that's where the game part comes in. Is because you're fighting Superman's forces, which could involve people that are heroes that were iffy, like uh, Black Adam or or. Like any of those like caliber of of um characters. And it also leads to Batman teaming up with like Harley Quinn and it I don't know, it's cool to see all these characters fight each other. And it also leaves a little leeway for you to be like, Well, I'm not really on Batman's side. I think Superman's right. We should be killing these villains because they're bad people. Like there's no reason to leave them alive. So Throughout the story, I kind of felt myself way, like swaying back and forth, like, eh, you know, Superman has a good point. Like, don't leave these guys alive. And then at some point, I was like, eh, no, I'm kind of with Batman. Like, don't kill these people, because then it looks bad on, on all of the superheroes. But the story is just awesome. I finished it in one night. And this was going to ask, I how didn't... long is the... The story is probably I'm gonna say six or seven hours. Okay. So it's not it's pretty palatable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too crazy. Um, I did regret it at work the next morning, but it it, it was it kept me interested. Uh, the only part that I didn't really like is there's there's a part where you fight a cyborg, and that was he's not really my type of character, so that that got difficult, but. I highly recommend just playing through the story on easy mm-hmm. because you can see the whole story like play out. You don't have to it like the fights are, are way easier, you know, like it, it's, there's no real obstacles. If you so, play it on so easy. I got a question for you. Yes. So I'm looking at it from a casual point of view, you know, I'm going to pick it up, probably do a couple mm-hmm. of fights and move on. Do you suggest a $60 price point for that kind of play style? Hmm, that's a little bit more difficult uh, because I don't know. You might pick it up and find that you really like the fighting, like especially if you have somebody to play it with. Um, that's like they're sitting on the couch with you. It's it's a really fun. Like I'm not um, I'm not talking for other people's like for my point of view. And you know um, yeah I got an MMO going on, so a yeah. lot of my time will be towards MMO no matter what I, game I do like. Yeah, so I for, think there's from something my point of view, you know, or anyone else's who's heavily invested in another game, but they they want to pick this up. Do you suggest they wait for a sale? Because that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm waiting for some, especially with the. E-team. I I think it's actually a really good palate cleanser for something that you're spending a lot of time on because the fights are only like 250 seconds. Uh, like that's the max time. That's the time limit on each of the fights. I think it, it's a really good game to if you have some downtime during like while you're playing uh, Final Fantasy fourteen if if you're just sitting there like I have a screen right next right next to my main monitor that's hooked up to my PS four and I when whenever I'm not really doing anything on my computer I'll just boot up Injustice and play a few rounds and for you as someone who likes MMOs 
uh, and I'm assuming loot. <laughs> like this is this is a great game for you. There's a lot of loot that drops all the time. Like you would think that maybe, or I was worried that they would make the loot uh, like kind of hide it behind a paywall. Like hey, you need to buy these chests. Uh, you can get one for five dollars, but they're pretty generous with dropping the uh, the crates because. You can go into the multiverse, which is this game's version of Living Towers, which yeah. the Living mm-hmm. Towers in, in Mortal Kombat, you know, like you'd go in there and say, okay, I want to fight as many fights as I can on the same health bar until I lose. Well, they have a similar thing to that here. And and um, they, they implement it into the online stuff because... You can they they switch out the the multiverse, I guess they're planets. They switch those out almost every few hours, and you have a chance to unlock new gear and stuff. And a lot of those, after doing them, you'll get loot drops and you'll get uh, you'll get crates and all that. And I've had a bunch of fun just doing the multiverse. So coming into the game late because I've looked into the to the gear aspect. When you add mm-hmm. gear, that starts adding unbalancing, especially the later and later it goes on. So as someone who just joins, I'm going to be matched with a bunch of people who are already geared and therefore at a permanent disadvantage. I'm going to say you're at more of a disadvantage if you just haven't played that much of it. Because I feel like... I, I'm not sure if this is 100% true, but I feel like when I when I join into multiplayer matches... It auto um, adjusts each player to the same level. So, like, if you join a match with somebody that's a level one and you're level fifteen, they automatically get bumped up to level fifteen, and vice versa. If they're a higher level, you get bumped up to their level. Okay, but and they, won't, they won't have the the same gear stats though, and whatever benefits come from that. And that's why I quit playing for honor, because mm-hmm. that was uh, for honor was a big pay to win aspect. <clears throat> Dave. And I, I don't <laughs> think that um, I don't think that um, the ranked matches, I don't think that gear has anything to do with those. I think all the gear is turned off in ranked matches. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, there must be ranked gear-free yeah. matches. Yeah, no. I, you can either just uh, instantly quick match with somebody, or you can do rank, ranked matches. And um, I can't remember off the top of my head if it turns the gear off in ranked matches, but I'm almost certain that it does. Or at the very least, turns off their status effects. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you still see the the gear, but I I think it turns off the status effects. Mm -hmm. I'll probably wait for it to go on sale somewhere. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the story, though, is awesome. I highly suggest playing through that story. Like... Um, I didn't really get into the Mortal Kombat X story. I didn't get into the first Injustices story. I, I played about half of that. But this one really grabbed me. And it's kind of unfortunate, but if you don't have any idea what happened in the first Injustice, you're going to be a little bit lost for the first hour or so of this one. There's no recap? Like not, uh, not really there there's a moment where they're like oh yeah the joker's dead and you're kind of just i don't know i sat there confused but <laughs> i mean 
if I didn't know what had happened in the first Injustice, it was kind of just strange because it, it had been a while since I'd played the first one. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Joker's dead. Um, okay. And then they kind of just move past those things. Like, there isn't a character in there that's like, oh, well, after Superman killed him, like, you don't really know how the Joker died unless you played the first one. All right. Um, but yeah, if there's not anything else that you that you're really wondering about Injustice Two, that's about it. No, 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 I think that answers it. No, yeah, I definitely want to pick it up, but yeah, I'm I'm on the same page with Luke. Like, I'm not sure. Oh, if... and also, mm-hmm. it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. It looks awesome. Like the I have I have pulled three people to my PS4 and just said, "Look at this face, like the facial capture." On these characters, it is insane how good that game looks. Like, especially just for a fighting game. But, um, yeah, like I was saying, it, it's a really good game to, if you have a little bit of downtime, uh, just put on and have it running in the background. Uh, I have found that it is a very good game to play while you're spectating people after you died in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Hmm. Oh. Have you guys played? player unknown's battlegrounds i have not yet i, st- I stay away from that toxic oh <laughs> my lord okay with, with so, the amount of bugs i've seen with that game from watching streamers and youtube i'm like it's oh, I, I can't it's there it. it's it's uh the the bugs are there it's not it's not there's no hiding that <laughs> um but Man, it is so much fun. Uh, I never got into like the Arma mods for for Battle Royale. I never got into King of the Kill very much. I, I had some friends that, that played King of the Kill. But other than that, I never really had any desire to go to those kinds of games. And I'm not a very multiplayer... I don't know. I don't play multiplayer games that often. Like I, I play Overwatch every once in a while, but that's about it. Like... I'm a pretty casual, laid-back guy when it comes to multiplayer. I don't want to be stressing about being the last one alive and there's another dude within the circle that might shoot me, but it's working. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely got its hooks in me. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to it other than, like, you know, you, you just parachute out of this airplane and you have to be the last one inside the circle but it it's so it's so simple in concept and so complex and syst- like almost like systems wise like it's not it doesn't have like a a dynamic dynamic weather system or anything or anything like that but it's so complex in the strategies that you can formulate to get as close to the chicken dinner as you can like I don't, like there, there's there's things like the cars always spawn facing east, so whenever every time you approach a car, you just find yourself going, okay, which which way is that facing? Okay, it's east. I'm good. Or like the doors always open the direction that you're moving. So like if you walk up to a door, it's gonna open to the inside, like it's gonna open away from you. So you can tell if a player has went into a house and not come out or you can tell if they went in and then they came out this way and like the strategy that you can formulate from that is okay well where were they heading then like where did they head from after walking out of this house 
But and I don't know. Couldn't, it's a, just... couldn't a player just like walk into the house, but then just back out so the door looks like he went inside, but he left? Well, okay. So you yes, but um, yeah, you just walk in and then you could close the door and then open it, heading outside, and just fool everybody and then shoot them whenever they walk into your house. Right. So that's lot, that works. A lot of layers. What makes it, what makes uh, I haven't played this yet. I'm really interested in diving into it. But what makes this different than any other just like, uh, just like deathmatch like free for all mode in any other kind of shooter? Like, why is this one in particular? Like, is it just the number of players at in any given time or the? Uh, I I really think it's it's a lot of I don't know. There's a sense of I guess stress mm-hmm. and like staying alive that are, that is not there in other games because once you die, you're out of that game, you know, like right. you're done, like you, you're booted from the match. And I also think that that makes it less stressful mm-hmm. because at that point you can just join another match and retry. Like it's, it's not, I would say it's easy and fast to, to just join a ne- the next match, but like Luke was saying, it's a little buggy at the moment, and it's hard to navigate those menus sometimes. But yeah, if they if they fix the game when it comes out of uh, early access, I might I might look into it. Yeah, and but, um, I'm not. I I myself can't play a buggy game like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's number two on Twitch for some reason, which amazes me that an early access game is number two on Twitch. But yeah, it is what it is. To each their own. Yeah, and I, I feel, think I feel like it's like the popular craze, and it'll die down sooner or later. Oh well, yeah, that I mean that happens with every game, not Counter Strike, except for yeah, I was gonna say except for CS:GO. <laughs> CS:GO is eternal. Um, but like it, just something about like saying, okay, this round I'm gonna jump out where everybody else jumps out, and if I die, you know, like whatever. But if I don't, and then I'm like in this town with. Okay, like five of them died, but I know there's another two over there. Uh, it's got such a wide variety of of just experiences that I, I don't know. It just it 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 captures a lot of experiences into one product, and also it's specifically made for this battle royale style gameplay, mm-hmm. which is nice because. King of the Kill, like a lot, all these games have almost always just been mods. You know, it's just like, oh, in addition, like you can also play this game mode, mm-hmm. and that's why I didn't like King of the Kill is because I didn't really want to buy H one Z one to play this mode like that is kind of just half baked, right? Um, but like knowing that they're they're making this game just for this purpose is kind of nice, and I feel like getting it now. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's ensuring that I'm going to be in on, on, on that whole like process. I don't know, like of it coming together to be like this one unified thing. But that that's kind of why it works for me anyway. Yeah. I'm excited. It, seem, it's, it, it seems like a fun game. It's just not for, not for yeah, me right now. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of tension and, um, like, whenever you get down to the last three people. Um, but no tension you, can amount to that of prey. Okay. 
you're how about that yeah you're three for three on these transitions boom <laughs> um <laughs> but prey i played i played a little bit of prey it's um mm, it's all right have you played the just, other just the other shocks the system shocks and your bioshocks and your i Deus wish i okay so i got bioshock infinite mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. oh god yeah i got that first and I, I played it on ps3 and i was like oh, it's all right and then not too long ago probably like last year sometime i decided that i wanted to go back and play the first bioshock because when i tried to play it the first time like i, I might have played 10 minutes of it it was just too scary for me okay. <laughs> i was like i was like nope nope there's this lady pushing this cart around she's got a magnum she's gonna kill me so anyway i went back last year and played a lot of bioshock one and i i really liked it i kind of fell off at some point i didn't get all the way through um but i could tell it was kind of wrapping up yeah and i think that was the problem with um with prey for me anyway there's a point in prey no 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 there's a point in prey where it feels like the story's wrapping up and then it doesn't okay and it kind of just i don't know it just that bothers me um that there's more story <laughs> i guess darn I don't you know. game it, for having too much story i, I darn I know, you plot twist no, no no it's not having too much story it's like feeling like they're coming to a conclusion and oh no this whole this thing that we haven't told you about it's here um sorry like that's whatever uh, it just felt shoehorned mm-hmm. and i i don't want it i i don't know i felt like i was about to get a nice conclusion i was going to wrap up the story like i i'm 17 hours in and i and i get this just random twist that isn't like, i don't know i guess it didn't really shock me like it didn't have the power that it could have because i felt like i don't know it just felt shoehorned yeah i mean movies do that a lot where i'll be like yeah. this is the last scene of the movie and then the movie goes on for another half hour mm-hmm. we're just like why why <laughs> you were there yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can definitely i relate with that by the way that's going to happen to you in persona um oh sweet every persona i mean every persona game has a they're like this was the last boss and then you beat him and they're like guess what there was someone pulling the strings and you're like god damn it like okay yeah yeah um anyway it, it gets real crazy uh yeah i how do you how does, i've heard really mixed things about prey and i'm interested in it because i I genuinely like, like, Deus Ex, the original, and System Shock 2 are some of my favorite games. Um, and mm-hmm. Bioshock, I think, has some of the best atmosphere. Um, and a lot of these people are working on this ty- on this Prey. Um, but I've heard such mixed things, and, like, I guess let me ask you, like, how much choice do you feel you have in this game? There is a lot of choice. There is a moment in Prey. Is it Prey. meaningful choice or is it yes. just like, oh, right. I'm making it, another decision? Yes, is it, there's a moment yeah. in Prey whenever you first start that it's like, choose your way to play. And you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm gonna, I'm sure I'm going to choose my way to play like every other game that comes out nowadays. Mm-hmm. Is it like but, Mass, of what? Ma- Mass Effect 1 or Mass Effect 3? I haven't played any Mass oh. Effects. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Shame on me. It's fine. Just, yeah, just, shame on you. Just stick, play 2 and you're good. <laughs> okay, I'll do I'll do that. I'll Go in between. Two. Okay. No, but there there's, you know, once you start the game it's like, "Hey, uh you can either go through this air shaft or you can go through the door." That's choose your way. That's what I was going to ask, like cuz that to me isn't 
a meaningful choice. No, like, and if, it isn't. If you're just going to land in the same room. No, yeah, it isn't. But there's a moment in, in Prey. I don't know how in, in detail do you want me to get with the... There's, there's a moment, and it's not a story beat. It's not anything like that. But there's a moment where there's a realization. At least for me, there was. It was a huge realization that like oh wow there's a lot of ways i could approach this mm-hmm. like with all of the all of the tools that they've given me and like the the there's just multitudes of ways to do things and there's there's points in that game where you walk up to a a locked door and it's like oh i need a hacking skill of 3 whatever like i guess i can't get in there but i almost guarantee that there's always another way into that room mm-hmm. that is like I don't know. It's it's awesome. Like for for instance, you get a little foam crossbow, like a, a Nerf crossbow that shoots foam darts. And like whenever you get that, it's like, oh yeah, I can, I can kind of, I guess I can use this for a distraction or something. But that foam dart also clicks things on uh, computer screens. It will hit buttons, and there's just so many areas where that is useful and it's not always the most obvious solution to the task Mm -hmm. like there was a there was a a moment where i was like okay i need to get into this room i can turn into a cup um there's a hole here but it's too high so i started stacking because you can pick almost everything up in the game i started stacking these little cardboard boxes and (laughs) somehow found my way to like making a little cardboard box staircase up to this hole in the wall and I turned into a cup and jumped into the hole in the wall and I turned into a normal human and then opened this door and I was like oh wait I could have just shot this with the foam dart <laughs> like it really there there is a good variety of ways to do things in that game and yeah it, it's I don't want to spoil too many like solutions to problems but there there was a a huge realization for me at least that i was like oh i can turn into a cup Uh, that stuff sounds as you do that stuff sounds actually super cool like i've heard some really interesting stories of how people kind of circumvent the traditional path in that game Mm -hmm. um yeah i just hear like mostly like technical issues are what keeping people away but i've heard the pc version's fine yeah i had some weird audio stuff Mm -hmm where I felt like there was nobody around me, but the music would ramp up for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, the game isn't scary to me, at least, or, like, it doesn't really get me on edge. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It, it didn't really do it for me. But whenever... It, it was more annoying whenever the music would kick up and there was just nothing, like, because I'd be looking around and be like, okay, well, I guess... I guess it's all fine. I I don't know. Like I didn't know if there was an enemy seeing me through a wall, and I was he was being triggered like aggroed or anything. But yeah, that that was the only bug that I really ran into. Um, maybe that's done intentionally, since like enemies can turn maybe. into objects. Yeah, and like yeah, the the mimics can yeah. turn into almost anything in the game. So just to trip you up, you play the music and, even though there's no enemies around. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. Like. There's a point where you can kind of see where mimics are at, yeah. and it, it kind of ruins that. Right. 
And also, I somehow got the pre-order bonus, right? Even though I didn't pre-order the game, and I got a shotgun the first fifteen minutes of the game. So, I feel like that really ruined um, being on edge all the time because I could just blow everything away. <laughs> Good old pre-order uh, bonuses. Well, do you just want to go through uh, just real quick whatever you think is going to pop up in each press conference? Just one thing. Just one prediction per per yeah, conference. Yeah, just one prediction for each for each <laughs> conference. We got uh, Microsoft. What I think is going to come out of that? Yeah, I'd probably say. I mean, you could get the low hanging one. It's rough because I know that they're they're not trying to push gears or Halo. So, uh, the I think their press conference is going to be about Scorpio. Yeah. I think that's what they're mostly going to talk about. Dave, you want to talk about Bethesda? Uh, sure. Um, I thought we were all going to do one per conference, but oh, if yeah. you want to, sure. yeah, okay. That's what I thought we were going to do. Yeah. Microsoft. Microsoft. Um, I think they're going to bring back Project Spark. I think. Mm. I think now's the time. That's a good one. I think with the think so? with the no, I'm, <laughs> I'm being facetious. <laughs> I was going to say with the up, uh, updated power of the Scorpio. We're gonna get some real yeah. nice Project Spark worlds. Um, That'd be nice. Uh, they, I, I actually enjoyed Project Spark. I thought it was a cool were, concept too. The, yeah, there I was, was someone making uh, Conquer's mm-hmm. uh, Conquer's game in it, and it was episodic. Yeah. And I was playing the junk out of it, and they're like, "Yeah, never mind." I was like, "What? Mm. No." I actually don't really know what to expect from Microsoft. There's the low hanging fruit stuff, which is like, sure, like I. There's going to be a Forza, most likely. Um, I would actually anticipate, like, at the very least, a Halo teaser. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would think. Yeah, I I mostly think it's going to be Scorpio-related and just maybe a lot of, like, kind of uh, timed exclusives. Um, I think their big one probably is going to be Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Or Mm -hmm. or maybe the new Shadow of Mordor. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of those games comes uh, out, they say it's a timed exclusive, and then they show how beautiful it looks like. And maybe, I don't know, they put some kind of reference point, like this is what it looks like on an Xbox One, but that might be shooting themselves in the foot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's definitely going to be heavily on Scorpio. And uh, I don't. I, I kind of hope this is less of a prediction and more of a hope. I, I want to see some more infrastructure changes. Um, mm-hmm. Like, as someone who owns a fairly beefy PC, like... I've never felt an inclination to own an Xbox One. Um, yeah. So I want to see more, like, what they're going to do with the Xbox ecosystem. Like, if they're going to continue pushing stuff towards PC, like, I want to see how accessible they make that, how easy it is. Like, yeah, I don't want to buy into play this. play anywhere. Exactly. Play yeah. anywhere concept. Yeah. yeah, I want that stuff to be streamlined in a way that, like, will make me incentivized. Because there are Xbox games that I'm interested in that I still haven't picked up, just because, like, I don't want to deal with, like, a lot of like i don't want to deal of download another client and like yeah. deal with this stuff like i just kind of want to play you know download it from steam or download it from like a website but mm-hmm. um yeah so I, i'm more interested in seeing what they do with like infrastructure hardware i want to see if the scorpio um i'm, I'm interested like to see what they do with motion control like if they're going to keep the connect technology in the scorpio yeah um like if or they're just going to abandon it altogether um if they make a push towards vr um because there are there are are rumors that they might i noticed you said you don't own one i have a 
all three con well i can't say three consoles anymore but i have a i have a one a ps4 and a wii u mm-hmm. and they just recently took out the snap feature really which was heavily oh, really? advertised yeah. yeah the snap feature is no longer uh inside the xbox it's interesting hmm. yeah like i'm wondering if they're just going to continue on the whole way like because like at um, that point it's like it's basically a different console like you're selling it on different yeah. different merits than yeah. what the Xbox One was sold on. Like, um, mm. yeah. I, so, what do you think is going to happen, Zach? Yeah. You know, I'm really interested to see if they branch out the. I know they were talking that backwards compatibility isn't really doing it for them, but I wonder if they would branch out and add Xbox original games to that because they don't they don't have uh, the backwards compatibility for those, do they? Uh, for which ones? You mean for the Xbox original games? You mean like straight putting the disc into the slot? Uh, not. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't think they would. I don't think they would do that. But maybe just having them, like, start building building the list for. Do, do you know how the Xbox backwards compatibility works? I know that you can just throw in the the disc. Okay, so and, right and now it, there's it, it, I think it, a little over three hundred titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what? How they programmed it was they. It's just make, an emulator, right? They make, yeah, they make the Xbox One think it's a 360. And so mm-hmm. it runs the 360 dashboard when you put that in and all that. Mm-hmm. So really, mm-hmm. they just emulated it into that. So it's it's not like complete backwards compatibility. Yeah. You want to see that, you look at PS2 and the way it did PS1. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. So I don't think they're going to add the original Xbox into that. Yeah, I don't think it's in any company's interest to really push for like old games. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, like it's, ni- it's not it's big nice of to... a mark. There's right. not a profitable market in that. Okay, well then. <laughs> uh, so Zach has no so, predictions. Yeah, for I have no predictions care. for Microsoft. It, uh, shoot, I don't, I don't even know <laughs> as far as Microsoft goes. Then because I I have a PS4, and I I don't even own an Xbox One. I mean, so, I, I want them to say to announce something that would make me want to buy one. That's not to say I mm-hmm. would buy one, but like I I don't like when the gaming industry gets consolidated. Like I want there to be healthy competition. Like I don't personally like the Xbox brand isn't for me, but I want it to do well. So like I want them to competition is good for consumers. You know exactly. I wonder I wonder what Rare is gonna do because they brought back Rare for the Rare replay. Yeah, Sea of Thieves. The Sea of Thieves thing. Oh yeah, that's right. I want to I want to see that like. uh, So yeah, maybe just see more of that. Yeah, that's my that's my uh, hope and prediction is that we see more Sea of Thieves. Uh, Luke, you want to talk about Bethesda? Bethesda. I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) This is kind of a known quantity. Uh, I don't really know what they're doing new uh there was uh, some are they working was was it them that's working on a new ip i think they have like Uh, one or two ones that are unannounced right now uh like you said uh ea just had theirs and Mm -hmm. uh i think they were working on a new ip i don't know if it was Bethesda or bioware i can't remember bioware is working on anthem yeah, just what they oh, announced. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, but does that I really don't ever know what to expect? You know, they they like to they're sitting on Skyrim so long, and it's mm-hmm. really yeah. annoying. Mm. Other than that, I don't really know what to expect from Bethesda. 
Because okay. I know there's no talk of making a new Elder Scrolls. They still got online, and all they want to do is bring Skyrim to the Switch. So mm-hmm. I know they're not going to make a new one of those anytime soon. So no prediction. Yeah, I don't know what to though. Dave? Um, I don't know. I feel like now is a good time for them to at least tease, like, Elder Scrolls Six or something. Yeah. I don't even think they're working on it. No, I, I don't I don't think so I think either. Like, I think they said, like, they don't even plan on working on it anytime soon. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that makes sense, like, especially with how long of a tail Skyrim has had. Um, but, I mean, Skyrim at this point is, like, five years old. Like, it's yeah. not like it's... Yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah, it's not like that game just came out. It, it just feels that way because they keep re-releasing it, and um, it's still, like, very much in the zeitgeist of uh, gamers' minds. Yeah. But, uh... I would like to hear, like, I know they're going to, uh, I, I've heard rumor of, uh, Evil Within sequel. Dang it, that was mine. Oh, okay, yeah, like, I, <laughs> I, I think, like, it, Evil Within, to me, was, and, like, it was cool, like, there are definitely... Yeah, scary some, for me. Yeah, it was, it was, that game was pretty gross. Um, there were some, definitely, like, just weird things, like, choice-wise, with how that game was, like, directed and how it played. But, like, I would actually like to see more from that series. Um, I really like the Wolfenstein game that came out, the New Order. Um, mm. I would like to see another Wolfenstein game. Like, uh, And then, I don't know what else. Like, I, I wasn't a huge Fallout 4 fan, so, I, like, if they announced DLC or more on that, like, I don't yeah. know if that would do it for me. Um, and then I can't even think of, like, what are the stuff they... I like, you know, Doom... I don't think they're going to mm. do anything with that just yet. No. Um, no, the, they just released that one. So I yeah, think it's I, I love Doom. Like Doom was stellar. Um, do they do Quake? I'm not sure yeah. if they do. They yeah, make it the, or publish it. They're publishing it because okay. I know um, they're they're trying to they're bringing that back. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Then most. I can't remember the the studio that's working on it, but yes, Bethesda is publishing. So it. I I think I think that'll be shown. Yeah. Like no. The Quake Champions Quake. will yeah. definitely be yeah, shown. So I think that Quake is definitely going to get shown. I think I'm really cur- curious if they say anything about Evil Within, or maybe they even that's their new IP is something by that same guy, mm-hmm. just like. Hey, uh, we're gonna retry it. Right. <laughs> like, not even branded as Evil Within Two. Just like here's another horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we see uh, some Prey DLC. Okay. Maybe I don't know. I haven't finished the game, so I don't know what else they would throw in there. Um, I think, like I said, Quake is gonna happen. I think I'm interested to see if they do anything else with Wolfenstein. Because I really enjoyed Wolf- Wolfenstein, yeah. but I'm curious what else they can do with that. Um, I'm gonna just say I I do think that they they say something about Elder Scrolls Six. Like even though it doesn't make any sense, I I think they do something with Elder Scrolls other than the the card game. But, and I think it's it's well or it's it's not very well informed because. Fallout 4, you know, there was a bunch of hype for Fallout 4, but whenever it came out, there was almost nothing afterwards. Like, it kind of went silent. Yeah, basically. But I think I think they're, they're too, uh, like, tone deaf to realize that 
maybe it's not time for one of those big sprawling RPGs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what that's what I think comes out of Bethesda. I mean, maybe not to this oh. year. It's not the time, but I think like if they announce it now and that thing comes out, yeah. spring of twenty nineteen or something yeah, like that's yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking is it's it's not gonna come out this year but within the next well i know cent- in the recent century. months i've read stuff where you know the developers aren't even thinking about other Scrolls six right now so right. that that's why i say that anyway yeah. moving on what's the next luke ubisoft 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 <laughs> i hate for honor <laughs> yeah oh I don't look forward to Ubisoft. Uh, no. I don't ever. I haven't looked forward in, since Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. That big disappointment. Then they came out with For Honor, and I was so hyped. Mm-hmm. And they screwed that up. So I'm really not looking forward to Ubisoft, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you don't have like a thing you wish they would do? Uh, get their games right? <laughs> yeah, like assume they hit it out of the park. <laughs> Yeah. What franchise uh, would you want them to hit it out of the do, park with? Do they do they publish the Tom Clancy games? Yes. Yeah. And develop. Uh I want to see a new Splinter Cell. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Uh, I'd be into that. And you want I Sam want Fisher to, be, to come back? No, and I was about to say <laughs> that. And I don't want it to be Sam Fisher because they pretty much killed him off. Mm-hmm. Uh he's you know, and I think it was It's no longer Michael Major? Ironside. Oh, uh, I can't remember. I think it was one after Double Agent. I stopped playing after Double Agent. The one after Double so, Agent was Conviction. Yeah, which is I feel just, like where most people got back onto the series. He, he was mad old in that, and I feel like it needs to move on to the next <laughs> generation of a Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. Like they're just trying to come up with story or just. So, uh, Luke, are you... that's what I want. That's what I want to see. It's not more is, of a prediction. Is Luke cutting out for you, Zach? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. Oh, is that it? Did that fix it? Yeah, it's good now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not much of a prediction as it is a want. Mm-hmm. I just want to see more Splinter Cell. So. Okay. Dave. Uh, Ubisoft's a wild card. Um, mm-hmm. you never know what to predict from them. So, uh, I don't really have any real wish list or mm-hmm. or strong prediction. Um. Yeah, you know there's a bunch of stuff that uh, was, you know, very poorly kept secret. Um, yeah, that I think there is a good chance that we will see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as like their one more thing, uh, kind of spike at the end, like uh, it's anyone's guess. Um, yeah. I don't know, but like at the very least, I find their press conferences exciting. Like I think mm-hmm. I think they do really well with the one more thing thing. Um, although last year they announced Steep, and I, yeah. I don't think that is like the thing you close a presser on. Um, uh, is that a game? Yeah, Steep is the yep. uh, snowboarding uh, uh, it's, win- it's a joke. winter sports. <laughs> uh, it's a joke because it's it's not that great. Uh, but yeah, like I'd say it's anyone's guess. Like I don't I don't mind watching because like I said uh, I don't have a, I don't know what to expect from them, so obviously mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch and be like oh okay well now I can look into this. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, as far as my predictions, um, I think they have to say something about Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of stuff has come oh, out yeah, about they, what they it are, is. They do got a new one coming out. I yeah, Assassin's that. Creed Origins. Yeah. Um, I th- 
I I'm really interested in what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's a bunch of stuff that's been saying Egypt, and I've I know it's kind of pointing that direction. But I'm really excited to see what they've they've done and the the one year off, which I'm sure I mean they trade off on studios and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm I think they needed the one year off. Yeah, and that really I don't know. I feel like it's it's time for me at least. Like I'm ready for another Assassin's Creed. I really liked Assassin's Creed because the one um, in what was it France with the twins? That's uh the twins was uh, Syndicate in London. Yeah, that was Syndicate, and France was yeah. Unity. I'm I'm talking about about the syndicate then. It it had a good concept. I think it was just you know we're burned out on it. Yeah, and I think it could have been a lot better utilizing the twins. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see if they do any other racing stuff. Okay. Because they've already they've already announced the crew too. Oh, not some. Oh, they did. Not really announced. They They was uh they had a uh, what is it? Kind of like a shareholders meeting or a. Kind of a uh, okay. when they talk about their financials, mm-hmm. and when they were talking that about sense. yeah when they're talking they put a lot of money into the crew yeah yeah and I definitely think it was a cool thing and I would love to see what I they played do some of it I didn't have any friends to play with it so I just stopped yeah. playing um and I think that they need to show South Park mm-hmm. because otherwise people are going to start questioning the like, fractured hey. butthole yeah the fractured butthole um <laughs> they. People are going to be saying, "Hey, like, what's what's going on?" Because they just delayed it, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, and also, didn't they say that they were doing something with? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That they have the 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 f- jet pilot game. Jet pilot game. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking of Ace Combat. They, no, that's not, that's them, not Ubisoft. No. Okay. Oh no, 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 they did Hawks. That's what yeah, I'm. Yeah, that's of. a Tom Clancy. Yeah. I w- okay. Never mind then. Hawks two. Hawks two. I'm losing. I'm losing my faith. You heard it here. <laughs> Hawks two. Okay. Is out. <laughs> oh, Hawks three. <laughs> and Tetris. No. Um. Sony. Sony Horizon two. Horizon two. <laughs> it's it's Already out this year. Oh wow! No, that's I amazing. They, I think they just need to announce it. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I guess. I guess. Just an could, announcement. I think um, who who makes that um, gorilla? Gorilla. I think gorilla does get on stage and say, "Hey, we got another thing too. Like we got something else really cool that we're cooking up back at home." I would feel bad. I think Horizon is great. I I really like, and I kind of got tired of that collect everything, uh, Far Cry kind of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I wouldn't like Horizon. And I, yeah. I thought Horizon was really well done. Like, I think that everything about that game is so just polished. And, like, it's such a clear labor of love. Like, you can tell Gorilla enjoyed making that game. Yeah. But because I they were the... the game was yeah. good, but it didn't bring anything new. Totally. It, 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 it's, it's very derivative in a lot of ways. It did everything everyone else does right. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing is, like, Gorilla has this history of, like, working on one franchise for so long. Yeah. That the idea is like, all right, now you're the Horizon team. Like, you're no longer the Killzone team. You're the... <laughs> it's just like, it just seems yeah. like mean to do to them. Like, so if they want to do Horizon again, sure, go crazy. Yeah, definitely. But like, if Sony's like, no, mm-hmm. you're going to do Horizon again, like, then that seems shitty. So like, yeah. hopefully whatever Gorilla does next is something they yeah. want they want to work on. 
Uh, and you, I, I can guarantee this hundred percent. You're going to see Destiny too. Oh yeah. Oh Sony. yeah. Yeah. You think they Definitely. have another exclusive deal? Uh. Yes. It's going to be interesting because Blizzard just got rights to PC publishing right. for Destiny. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting seeing a Sony fight with Blizzard on that. I feel like one of them has to have an exclusive deal, and it's usually oh, yeah. Def- yeah. definitely uh, not going to be Xbox. I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah, not even. With, I feel like it's going to be <laughs> Blizzard versus Sony. Not even with Scorpio, like I don't know horsepower behind it. Mm, it's. I feel like that they're going to try to say it's going to be better, but with them bringing it to PC, it's going to be hard yeah. not to show uh, it being ran on a really good graphics card. Oh, totally, we'll find out in about an hour and a half anyway. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah just about any other sony predictions uh yes i (laughs) obviously call of duty is gonna get shown because they're with sony um but i really am excited to hear more about gran turismo okay because did sport come out no sport is like a weird thing where it's not like a full <laughs> title but it's not and they're like releasing yeah. it in beta maybe it's like an idea right <laughs> exactly yeah the concept of gt sport yeah <laughs> I, I didn't think gt was still a, a valuable thing with, with the the crew and her uh forza i don't think the crew took the wind out of gt sales i think it was mostly forza yeah. that's what i'm yeah. saying with, with uh, the crew coming in and adding more of an arcade oh, okay style to it and you know forza being the serious yeah yeah i don't don't know i'm 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 really wondering what ready at dawn is doing the guys who made the order 1886 oh interesting yeah uh hopefully not they well they should be making a movie the next order well yeah I, i i don't know like that's that's I was really excited for that game, and I really liked the idea, but it sounds like they didn't really execute on it. And it, no, they, it was I a mean, bunch of uh, time, time delayed, button mashing. Yeah. Like um, said, if, if they're making a movie, it'd be awesome, but as a game, that was not very good. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, wor- I'm wondering what that, that studio is working on. And San- Santa Monica is working on uh, God of War, right? Is that Santa Monica again? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure we'll. See, I'm sure we'll see some God of War. So we're gonna see some of that because Santa Monica also worked on Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Right. And I'm wondering what that team is working on now. I don't know. I, d- I didn't like that game. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. But I. I don't know. I thought. I, I thought was... it was like really beautiful and serene. But like. Yeah. That game. I fell asleep. I, I finished it, but I fell asleep four different times playing that game. Oh wow. <laughs> it just something about the movement. I was, yeah. I was just like, and I fell asleep. Like, huh. I don't know. Like, but yeah, I, I, that, that team is talented. Like, I do want to see what they're working on next. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo, Luke, uh, their online service. I think they're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm. It's not going to happen. But I want to see them talk more about the Monster Hunter Cross Double Cross mm-hmm. coming up to it. But that's more of a Capcom type thing. I could I could see it like they're Nintendo's having a direct, not a press conference. So like, 
I can definitely yeah, see yeah. like a mention of Monster Hunter in like their montage uh, of. I think I think they're going to talk about Splatoon too. Oh yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of that because uh, they're really trying hard to make that an esport type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario um, Odyssey, of course. Yeah. Uh. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe uh. Oh, sorry. I, I would like to see uh, a new Animal Crossing. Yes, would, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Animal Crossing. That was the right answer. That would be <laughs> that'd be good. Between between Monster Hunter and Animal Crossing, if they put both of those as a U.S. release, I would buy a Switch. Mm-hmm. Cool, Dave. Dave. Uh, I don't know. Like, I've kind of reserved myself to not buying a Switch until the inevitable like second version of it. <laughs> Because I feel like yeah. I feel like that's gonna happen. Like whether it's something really small, like uh, the battery life is twice as good now, and the handles don't break as easy. Like something as small as that. Like I just like I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm gonna ever pick up the first version of the Switch. Um, so like I am kind of more interested in their long term strategies. Um, and like so a lot of that again is just infrastructure. Like what are you gonna do with your online service? Um, just like I want them to announce things that are going to give them a long tail, not things that are going to, again, like in typical Nintendo fashion, like shoot themselves in the foot, uh, mm-hmm. get people turned off from their system. Like if they're going to bring back the virtual console, do it in a smart way. Like don't make people rebuy the games they own, especially when this stuff is all tied to a Nintendo account. Um, I really want them to say this concretely. Like I think <laughs> at this point, like I could not imagine buying like, I don't know, Castlevania for like the fifth time. On a, <laughs> on a Nintendo platform just because mm-hmm. I like disconnected one of the other ones or um, I, I just kind of hope that because I am worried that this is going to be like uh, 20 minutes of Splatoon 10 minutes of Mario Odyssey and then a montage of titles and then like they bow and leave and I'm just like you yeah, didn't s- yeah, yeah like you didn't say anything about like the future of the Switch or what you're doing to like mm-hmm. um, yeah I feel like Nintendo likes to play it Re- safe. Reggie's Reggie's gonna come out with some amiibo. Exactly, yeah. Like <laughs> just like very clean, very corporate the way Nintendo does it, like very well produced, mm-hmm. but like not actually giving people the information they want to know, um, outside of some more details of upcoming titles. Um mm-hmm. as far as titles go, like, I kinda wanna hear the stuff they have for twenty eighteen. Like, Mario Odyssey looks great and I'm not like I don't really need to see more of that game. Like I know I'll pick it up. Um I just want to see more about like what's this fire emblem they're making, not the not the Dynasty Warriors mm-hmm. one, but the new fire emblem. Like yeah. <laughs> there hasn't been a console fire emblem in like a decade. Um, you know, they're making a new Xenoblade, which is like I didn't expect them to because I didn't think the Wii U one sold that well. Um, mm-hmm. and the Wii U one had no, a lot of like not, nothing on the Wii U sold. Yeah, well. exactly. Um, and the one on the Wii U, like I loved the first Xenoblade on the Wii, and the Wii U one like was kind of uh, I don't know, underwhelming. So like mm-hmm. I kind of hope they course correct and bring it back to what that original one was like um yeah like and and i'd like to see just a lot of more uh, digital offerings like i want to see just how involved indies are going to be with nintendo um because the switch is a fantastic Mm -hmm. platform to play like indie games you know i would if there was like an ftl on the switch like i might change my tune and pick a switch up because like i'm not i'm not gonna buy an ipad to play ftl but i might pick up a switch Mm -hmm to play ftl like stuff like that like i just want to see nintendo strategy out their their strategy needs to move away from we have 
like big first party games because like you're mm-hmm. nintendo you've always had big first party games like yeah. that's not reason enough to pick up a system and like and and they're always going to be like the complementary like you always buy a nintendo system plus something else um but th- mm-hmm. this is the first time i haven't bought a nintendo system and it's not really for uh, out of a lack of not liking the concept of the switch um mm-hmm. it's just like i want them to like i no longer want to give them the benefit of the doubt like i'm a lifelong nintendo fan but like hey nintendo like you need to prove to me that like this system is going to be viable in two years like i didn't yeah. buy a wii u until bayonetta 2 yeah was announced on it yeah like yeah i bought when i bought my wii u i was just like all right time to play nintendo land like <laughs> it was just yeah it was uh i don't know like i i want nintendo to like treat the i don't know just make a business decision that like makes logical sense like i want to dive into the mind of like nintendo execs and be like how do you think the way you do like yeah at this point i don't know what to expect from them yeah in fact i expect them to do the opposite of what would be financially securing the company all right especially especially when something like pokemon go was like as big as it was and pokemon continues to sell like crazy like the idea that they are not going to put like a main line pokemon for the switch out or they're not even like talking about it like it's crazy it's just like hey take your most popular series put it on the console you want to sell voila like but the idea like nah we're just going to release like an updated version of the last year's game on the 3ds again it's just like what are you what are you doing like that's why I'm excited about Monster Hunter being announced for that. Yeah. Because that actually sells super well in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I just want them to... I all This is my E3 wish for Nintendo. I want them to say something that is a smart business decision. <laughs> like, it's, it's as boring of a wish as you can get, but I just kind of want Nintendo yeah. like, to, like... It's like if, it's, it's like a, a loved one who is dying, and you're like, and they no longer recognize <laughs> you. And then, at the ver- yeah. and then at one moment, you're like, oh, did you recognize me? Like, that's what I want Nintendo to do. I want them to, like, look at us and recognize us and be like, we hear what you're saying. And, like, and then, like, that's all I want. I just want them to be like, we hear you. We can only hope. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're going to stare you in the eyes and say, oh, my, I I hear you. And then just do the complete opposite thing. I, they're I hear you, you Dave. Say, but we have Splatoon. Right. Yeah. I hear you, Dave. You want another Earthbound? Well. And we mm-hmm. just got arms. Well, yeah. Guess, yeah, guess what? We got arms. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that kind of along the same lines, I think they make a bunch of choices that are questionable and I don't think that they say a single thing about indies. Okay. Good. I don't, I do not think that they mention indies one bit, like any indie games coming out. I don't think they talk about them because I feel like they're too proud to say that, Hey, indies are making this console right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that they go, here you go, what you wanted, Metroid on 3DS again. <laughs> exactly. Like, and it's, yeah, it's still alive. From the team who brought you Blast Ball or whatever that last yes. one was called. Federation yeah. Force. Federation Force. We're making Blast Ball 2. Yeah. You're welcome. And then they just drop the mic. Oh, man. And then they pick but, it back up. Oh, and we got a new Donkey Kong game because yeah. everyone love Tropical Freeze. Yeah. And I'm... Weirdly enough, I have a small part inside of me that is saying, like, should they make a new Nintendogs for Switch? I think so. I think they should kind of re... I think that's perfect. Like, yeah. you take it... You have your dog at home, and you can take it with you on the go for walks. <laughs> yeah, like... Like... I think they should revisit that suite of, like, games on the Wii that put them on the map. Like, make a new Brain Age. Like, why not? 
Yeah. Like, make a new Nintendogs. Make a new Rhythm Heaven. Like... Oh, man, if they made a new Rhythm Heaven. Yeah, like, yep. these are really, like, these games aren't cost uh, prohibitive, and people mm-hmm. really like them, and they're really, like, good uh, showcases for the hardware. Like, especially, yeah. like, a Nintendogs. Yeah, the idea, like, you could take your dog for a walk or something when it's in portable mode mm-hmm. or something. Like, yeah, it's... It's it's so easy to make up ideas for Nintendo games and then oh, yeah. and then watch as they never happen. Quit, quit doing quit doing the work for them. Yeah, because they're like, we got this. You guys want another Paper Mario Color Splash? <laughs> oh so yeah, it's just like no, so, uh, that's what we want. Uh, so who do you think is going to win? Win E three. Uh, the gamers. The, yeah, the PC. No, I was going to say the PC <laughs> showcase. Uh, yeah. Good answer because I was about to say I don't support that winning stuff. No, I think it's I, about consumers. I think it's real dumb. To I like, hate. I hate when I see that. To see like who's gonna win E three graded. Yeah, like every game game informer is like, we think Nintendo did a C. I'm like, who are you to give anyone a rate a rating? Like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it, it's real dumb. Like, but at the same time, like that's what marketing teams like live and die on. It's like yeah, no. they love it when like a publication comes up to their booth and slaps their sticker onto it and it's just like mm-hmm. we think this is one of the best in show and then they like and then they release a trailer like 40 best e3 like awards yeah. and you're like all right mm-hmm. like i guess you're square enix mm-hmm. wins e3 it helps the fanboys does do they win e3 did you watch the kingdom hearts trailer no, no not yet it's, i'm about to yeah, it's, after this i'm not a big kingdom hearts guy but like i am a big kingdom hearts guy. yeah i like so i like kingdom hearts 2 a lot um yes mm-hmm. and then i haven't played the points two points whatever yeah I like those i've just played one and two like i'm I, just waiting for eight i wasn't a big or three i wasn't a big guy i wasn't big on one i like the music and the setting a lot um and then two i think was pretty solid and then every spinoff since then i'm like why why do you keep introducing characters and shoving them into yeah. this weird timeline um <laughs> and like you keep going further and further away from like the disney core um so like the Trailer for three, which actually just showed a bunch of Disney villains talking to each other. I was just like, okay. oh, cool. Like, it's Disney again. Like, I forgot that Kingdom Hearts was about Disney. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm actually, like, as far as gameplay goes, like, again, I'm still not super huge on the, like, menu combat active battle kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because it's just, it's it feels clunky to me. Uh, but, like, it seems okay. Like, it seems like they're course correcting. And, like, this Kingdom Hearts isn't going to have a bunch of indecipherable, like... Uh, character names and bring in Darth Vader. Yeah, bring oh, totally. Like, oh man, like <laughs> that would the, be crazy. The Disney license is so much bigger this now. I like, know. oh, it would be great to like have the Avengers fight with you. Bring Star Wars in. Oh, yeah, gosh. Star Wars and the event. Like, oh, they have such yes. a. I wonder. Tauntauns. I wonder if that stuff is built into their agreement. <laughs> like when they when they license yeah, Disney know. characters, like could they only license a certain kind or like. At the time, they only had the the rights to such, and they haven't like redone their contracts to include Star Wars and Marvel. But like, oh, like we'll find we'll find out. I mean, if they did, I assume that's the stuff they would show in their trailer. Yeah, because they knew that stuff was huge, and like that was not. Well, in I mean, they they're building a Star Wars theme park, and I think Disney World or whatever. So, I mean, if they can do that, I don't see why they can't put their stuff in the game. Yeah. I've never played Kingdom Hearts, but do you think this one wraps up the story? I think so. You think this is where they say, "Okay, we're we're gonna be done with these"? Because, like, like I'll, you said, I'll tell you when it finally comes out. Because they're con- like, hey, yeah. cause they they said that two years ago. Hey, here's Kingdom yeah. Hearts three, and then they released two point eight. Yeah, <laughs> almost there. 
<laughs> well, unlike Kingdom Hearts. Oh, is this another sweet transition coming up? We're going to wrap up this podcast. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Luke, Zach. thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Dave, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Zach. This was a very good first inaugural podcast. Yes. And I am Zach Thomas. Okay. And I pronounce this a podcast. So it be. So say we all. Bye. Take care. Deuces. talk about news uh not really no you don't want to talk about news i think uh, i think dave you want to talk about news we, we don't we don't really have time to yeah i think we might right now. maybe if we want to do a quick e3 go around e3 or, is news or we're gonna meet up another day and later in the week